0: Congrats on your audition, you're one of our chosen few. Now if you're feeling good to go, let's do a take or two. Cut. Okay, now for your second go, I have a couple of thoughts. Take em or leave em, but just quietly, I really think you ought to. Do it warmer, less, subtler Do it with more eyebrow Do it with more gestures All oh, this hat mm-hmm. Think but not say wow well, well. Do it sexy, silly, likably. Do it like you're running late Do it like you're 10,000 in debt Do it like you're on a date Can you dance like no one's watching? Can you yoga? Make it zen Can you drink this but more cutely? Can you do it like a hen? Time to strip down to your bathers Time to flirt with this oak tree Time to make out with this random gent Time to go full cockney Do it harder, better, faster, stronger Can deck- you do a punk, punk voice? To eat this onion dip, can you can just, just make, make, it make a whole choice? <laughs> We've just got time for one more go, and on behalf of our director, there's just one thing I want to know. Can you do it again, but better? Hello and welcome to Do It Again But Better, a podcast where I, Jess Stanley, force my fellow actors to chat to me about all their audition experiences, the good, the bad and the pure cringe, as well as acting and life in general. And I am recording my very first episode today. And I am joined by a dear friend, and I have just given her the challenge that she's not allowed to interrupt me, and I am going to try and draw this introduction of her out as long as possible and make it really painful for her. Uh, She is an actor. She is... A an audiobook narrator extraordinaire. She is the voice of Melbourne. She is sometimes an intimacy coordinator. She is a yoga teacher. She is a Shakespearean actress to the stars. She's done every Shakespeare play ever. She has the most beautiful piercing green eyes, fantastic eyebrows, the most gorgeous honey blonde hair, her name is just made for Elizabethan theatre. What the hell? What else can I say about this woman? She is the hostess with the mostess. She's well-read. She's gorgeous. She's glowing. It's Annabelle Cheater. <laughs>
1: Just glowing because it's hot in here. It is bloody hot you today, on a very summery day. But that's right, we've got
0: Campari spritzes. We sure do. As I said, hostess with the mostess. <laughs> How are you today? I'm well. I'm a little warm, but I'm very well. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm good. I am also warm. Mm. I um, I actually drove all the way here from a wedding. Mm. I always get sweaty when I'm solemnising a wedding. Oh, yeah. uh, I think it's a combination of my energy and the couple's. Nervous energy. Sure, I drove the whole way here with this dress buttoned completely unbuttoned, and my my gym towel like <laughs> under my boobs. So I'm a classy girl. Strip that, strip, that <laughs> line, the under bust, the a shelf leaf. of sweat. Exactly, love it. But yeah, what did you do today?
1: I put down an audition tape. Oh my god, what segue? <laughs> um how appropriate? How very appropriate. It was um, actually for. Um, a product that we need more in summer than ever in the year, deodorant. So, you know, could not have been a more appropriate day. I also went to a spin class, which was incredibly sweaty, but, you know, energizing. Do you usually do spin classes or is that a bit of an anomaly for you? Uh, I have only just recently started spin classes um, at the end of last year because I was, as you said, there are a few strings to my bow. Um, and I was thinking, what else can I include? Maybe I can branch out further into the realm of fitness. Could I be a
0: spin instructor? instructor. Exactly. And I
1: knew from five minutes into my first class that I absolutely, can I swear on this podcast? Oh my God. Fucking could never be a spin instructor. Why is that? Oh, it's just, look, (laughs) um, The level of cardio fitness to be able to spin and instruct at the same time as a spin instructor must is insane. I also, I feel like I've done maybe one a week for a month or two. I don't think I could really handle any more time in a spin room with spin instructors and spinners. (laughs) It's just a little bit, it's a little bit too...
0: Woo, it's, girl! Yeah, cult-y. yeah, it's a cult of its own, isn't mm, it? Like, there's—I mm. mean, you know, you're a yoga gal, but mm. it, spin is its Speaking whole. Of cults. Own thing.
1: <laughs> there's it's a, a, a level of intensity
0: to it that's yes. unmatched. I find spin really boring right but I I don't know I wouldn't mind jumping onto the cult just for like a little like pop in hop out um because I do yeah. like the idea of the fun classes where there's like yeah. and now get your fucking bicep and there's a bit of Cory and some of the
1: instructors are like today is exclusively Taylor Swift day or today is like it's like 2000s someone, yeah. hip-hop day or
0: it's like JT versus JB or yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did um I did a Cl- climb is probably my favorite aspect oh. of a spin class which is where you're like it's like fairly high resistance but fairly slow pace and you're up the whole time and it's it's fun it just kind of feels like a little bit of a boogie and my first ever class the song for that was a shania twain classic Amazing. gonna get ya. and i was like oh. i could probably get on board with boogieing to Shania for forty-five minutes a week, I
0: could I could see this for you. I mm. love this for you, mm. but I do also understand the hesitance. Yeah, are you looking to branch out because you're just looking for something new to do? Something new, something more. I think always. I think one of the things that I'm always
1: conscious of is having self funding projects or or uh, jobs or kind of careers to to do a financially because, you know, acting, especially in Australia, doesn't always pay the bills mm, very what? well. What do you, <laughs> what do you mean? Um, and I just think it's, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, just lock me up in an office cubicle. I'll type on a keyboard <laughs> from nine to five and then go home and that'll be fine. But realistically, I would hate that. So yep. I think yep. longer term, the self-funding jobs for me need to be, Um, enjoyable, fulfilling, preferably. Yes. Um, And so, you know, I was just kind of like that that also, like I like to keep fit. I like to move my body. I like to help others feel good in their bodies. So maybe it would just kind of like contribute to that, but I, I think I'm happy just like going to a class as a student <laughs> once a week until my intro membership runs out. <laughs> and then I might go back to just nice walking around the town. Love that. I can sign to an
0: intro office of somewhere else and mm. never see ah. them again. That's true. Right. I could just be an
1: intro off a slut and try other Yes. Other spin classes. This I one's this one's called Um, Can I drop the name of the studio? Please. If anybody wants to give it a crack, it's called Bodhi and Ride. So Bodhi is in B-O-D-H-I, as in the Bodhi tree, which is like featured heavily in spirituality. In fact, you know, Bodhi is in purpose kind of comes up a lot in yoga. So I was like, maybe this will translate. And there's always one song in the class that's your Bodhi song. Um, There was a Miley Cyrus specific class that I did and it was The Climb. And so you get like a (laughs) slow song. To just
0: reflect on why you're there. Yeah, you know, right. You showed up for your body that day. And is that the Bodhi song? Yeah. Okay. I thought pick you a meant. one. Oh, I thought you meant in every individual in the class had oh, their own Bodhi song. No. You had to like feel which one was yours. Mine's Love Shack by the B-52. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no, the instructor picks one and sometimes it's The Climb by Miley Cyrus. I love that. Mm, true Bodhi
0: brilliant Ooh. um well before we get into I've got so many questions to ask you about auditions Can't and acting wait. and your life but I want to I want to first of all go off script completely Please. because um context listeners this is fairly close to the start of 2024 and I was lucky enough to spend New Year's Eve with Annabelle <gasps> such a fun night. it was such a best New Year's ever I actually think
1: I loved it I think it was it's yeah definitely up there for me
0: it was great New Year's
1: can so often be um you kind of like let's just keep it loosey goosey and not plan, and that's always the worst. Yes, fucking idea. And then you get to the day before, and you're like, Fuck. yeah, totally. Yeah, um, big parties are just not really my jam anymore. Yeah, we no. had we had how many of us were here? Nearly ten. It's maybe a
0: total of ten, but never at the same time. Yeah, floating population of maybe <laughs> eight. <laughs> <laughs> And I, we just spent most of the night lying on your bed, or I did in a non-sexy way. Yeah. Well. Oh. In, in a non-sexual
1: way, I found oh. some pretty sexy photos from that <laughs> on my phone the next day. But yeah, maybe not. Oh, no. not
0: sexual. <laughs> non-sexual way. Um,
1: yes, for now. Half of it, I think, playing games, and oh. then the other half, the latter half, was spent DMing on the bed,
0: which was so I loved it. And um, so Annabelle kind of went for like, an, Would you say '80s or like late '70s? Yeah, Go late '70s. Yeah. yeah, something like that. It, we had like deviled eggs. We had <laughs> um, fondue. fondue. Your mum took you to the market to buy the cheese she let me the fondue set she said darling i'm gonna buy you the happy
1: new year mums am i right it was so good and
0: we played parlor games we did the classic whatever you i always knew it as um irish names or werewolf Mm. or Mm. or am i combining two completely different names anyway i don't know know, but like the way you put all the things in the hat that was i that like half the night gone yeah. Instantly. It was, it was nearly midnight by the time we finished that. I know. We had to stop to say Happy New Year. Anyway, that is not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is a conversation that we were having in the bedroom, oh. me and Emily. Yes. That we never got to finish because oh. the boys walked in and ruined it. But Ugh. I just want to bring it back because I was interrupted and that's not cool. I um, no. Boys. So, we were talking about first impressions. Oh. And I want to talk about my first impression of you because oh it's really glowing. So, oh. I just want to start start us off there. <laughs> I will not, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you and I met in 2021. I was thinking about this this morning, like nearly mm. 3 years ago. Yeah. When you were cast in um, a touring production of Lady Macbeth <laughs> wait sorry it's called Macbeth I was like La- yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i renamed it no, in my no, no. head the touring production Macbeth. was Lady Macbeth the, m- <laughs> the musical the musical <laughs> and also playing Juliet in yeah. Roman Juliet. because lord knows you can't be one and not the other no you have to be both at all you times must. and hot <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we met I came yeah. this time I was coming in to do a bit of intimacy stuff and that's right that's the first time we met but i I, I knew of you because I – had I met Dom at that point? I don't know. I, no, I actually. knew of you as well. You and Dom really got to know each other, I think, during Cruise. Yeah, Same company, different show. But I remember when you came into audition for the company that I was working for at that time, um, there was like – what a cooler talk was that this Annabelle Tudor was <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> And we could not wait to to meet you and have you in. And I just oh remember your goodness. headshot was just stunning. Oh my. Your piercing eyes. It's like, who is this woman? Yes. <gasps> oh. And then I met you. My And was so disappointed. <laughs> and, and this is a breaking up with you podcast. No. <laughs> And then I came into the room to do some intimacy coordination and I remember distinctly that you and your two castmates, Lockie and Wolfie, were mid like a vocal warm up, but you still like lying on the floor, you turn around, you waved at me mid warm up, you were so warm. It was so nice to work with you and we chatted on the stairs after and you made such a great point of like being the only woman in the room before I walked in. It was so great to have another woman there doing this intimacy mm. stuff with. Well, it was. yeah. And, and that was a great for me to remember because mm. that's still – and I will continue to remind the company of that because like, there's often male directors mm. there. So it is really good to bring in more women for that stuff because mm. it can be can weird otherwise. that was my first impression of you Uh but also just on a human level (laughs) how I loved how assertive I felt you were you have a great voice you're a fantastic actor thank you and those are just a few little a few little things to to (laughs) whatever that action was blow up my ass (laughs) (laughs) find a straw.
1: (laughs) do I get to do mine of you now oh my gosh
0: please okay I'll sit my I,
1: I had known of you for some time um and I was very excited to finally meet you and I think when I um realized that it was you who was also going to be doing the intimacy coordination I was like oh my god who is this epic force of a woman that's actually what inspired me to start taking seminars and dipping my toe in to holding that space for other people as well
0: really yeah
1: really that was the first moment that I was like this is such beautiful amazing work you did such a fabulous job of it you were so um like delicate but upfront which I think is the real crucial combination of that kind of work is like you have to be um Not clinical, but almost, Mm. but still really gentle in the approach. Yes. You know? Um, And I just thought that was absolutely amazing. I thought it was amazing how I've always um, been very impressed by the people who will put their money where their mouth is. We were talking about this just before. (laughs) And, like, I think I was talking to you even during the Crucible tour and just realizing, like, what an absolute hustler you are and how hard you work. And you've got this amazing tenacity but you're still just like a real live gal do you know what I mean <laughs> you know those people who are just like all biz all the time and You can't have, have a hate those people you can't yeah. have a conversation with them that isn't yeah. like so my agent said or so I said and like yeah. they're just it's constant talk talk I think that one of the things I appreciate about our relationship as well is that that's quite secondary yeah Yeah. And I think those kinds of relationships in the industry are so important, kids. (laughs) God almighty You've you've gotta be people first and foremost, which is so that was in a nutshell my impression was like this is a force
0: of a woman and i'm so glad she's a person oh thank you yeah how nice to be seen as a person but like (laughs) thank you do you know what i mean like it sounds really obvious no but but i i really mm. appreciate that and i think that's why we get along so well because Mm. and this is why i'm doing this podcast because i just want to just want to fucking talk to people about anything and everything yeah i i hate the other shit i hate when people are like i don't know Putting up this front or this persona, or selling themselves as a product at yeah, all times. At all times, and mm. I've been encountering a little bit of this in the last few months. Mm. And um, I think um, because yeah, I, I have over the years had a bit of a reputation for being really hardworking, mm. uh, which is so great. Um, but sometimes oh, great. I'll encounter encounter someone who I don't know maybe feels like they have to match that or top that or impress me, which is so not the case. Mm. Um, I I don't feel like I work hard but you know we all feel that way about ourselves but then sometimes you meet someone who's so like yeah man I'm just you know getting up every morning and i'm doing my voice work and i'm doing my alexander and i'm doing this and i'm doing my homework it's like shut the fuck up i didn't fucking ask like yeah tell me how you actually are yeah so anyway that just it's weird
1: isn't it because you're kind of like do you want me to praise you applaud you give you a medal what's the i know can we just yeah yeah can we just be people be, oh, pe- there's, there's a, a
0: heli- helicopter
1: there's um there's a something there's a there's a hospital nearby with a helipad that could be what that is oh, okay. they're off to save lives thank you for your work thank, thank you, you for, for your service,
0: service. well off that's they go. <laughs> <laughs> back to us <our, laughs> and in me in service of you now me in service of you now us in service of the listeners <laughs> also by the way do you mm. like to be called annabelle because that's kind of well at our house we call you annabelle or Mrs. Darling. Oh bless. <laughs> or um, Annabelle Tudor. But what do you like to be called? Just just for context, I
1: live on Darling with my partner Ooh Do I want to tell people Where I live I can uh, bleep I
0: can bleep over that um, But I was Again I'm I was, not going to give
1: you The suburb And we call each other Darling all the time So The and, other darlings
0: And you also If I remember correctly uh, Very nearly got the role Of Wendy, Dar- Wendy Mrs darling? darling Mrs Darling I'm a bit old For Wendy these days darling. I mean you could Pull it off I was
1: in I was in that room For when For not for Wendy For Mrs Darling Yeah
0: Yeah Which so actually So threefold Why you are darling In
1: retrospect It's one of those auditions Um We can maybe talk about this later. But Mm. I was like actually completely wrong for the role. Interesting. But had a really fabulous in the room experience. Oh, that's great. So then I think I got my hopes up because it was for a pretty big job. So then when I didn't book it, I was quite devastated. Fair. But then – Also, when I saw who did book that role, I was like, well, fucking,
0: I never had a snowball's hope in hell. And that actually feels,
1: I think that always feels better for me
0: if it's someone who is like, oh, well, if it was always going to be them, it was never going to be me. Are you talking, and we can get to this later, but are you talking like a named person, a named person? A name?
1: Yeah. A person with a name. A a named person
0: (laughs) with at least two decades on me
1: right
0: so, so maybe you were the because you know casting directors will often say that they um when they're presenting people for auditions for a role that they'll pop in a few like wild cards mm. do you feel like you were a wild
1: card could have
0: been it was also it was at a,
1: it was at the like second stage of the audition process So it was either casting or it was the director going, I don't know who that is because I had just not been in their world before. And they were like, huh, I just want to meet her and see how she works, which is also an incredible compliment. So I just kind of, once I had like dried my eyes, (laughs) I just (laughs) was like, you know what? I just, I'm just chalk and I'm talking it up to meeting a new director. And I was proud of the work that I did in the room, but it's funny, isn't it? How you sometimes are like oh I didn't realize it was my dearest wish to play Mrs Darling on a touring production with a giant mechanical crocodile until I couldn't think about oh I've never wanted anything else in my life and
0: I'll die if I don't play this role but before I even like saw the brief I was you know a happy content person yes it's it's funny how your life can just change on a on dime and it's that funny thing as well isn't it that you'll hear people say that um they they really want this named actor mm. in the role, but mm. that person is holding out for whatever reason for more money, or they're just being a little bit difficult because they can. So mm. they'll um, or hold kind of phony auditions when they have mm. no in, no actual um, intention. intention of casting. Mm. They just are trying to put some pressure on that person to. A sign on the dotted line. I but. think that's really shit.
1: I it's think it's fun. really shit that they because I feel like that's a waste of our time, energy yeah. and resources. You know, people are taking time off paid work to go to those auditions. It's yes. unpaid work to even learn the lines. Sometimes I'm like, well, that wasn't even worth the electricity it took to charge my hair straightener. That wasn't worth the three pumps of foundation I put on. What are you talking about? Don't waste much time.
0: Do you know what I mean? Sometimes there are I those auditions love where you like, yeah. As you say, though, that director is an now senior work and you never mm. know when that's going to pay off so absolutely it might but take me yes. somewhere
1: unexpected exactly um, and speaking of oh were you going to say something I was just going to say Annabelle's fine <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle's great. my family call me Bella oh. all of my high school friends call me Belle mm. but I think just because I think we met each other in the biz in the soup Annabelle and Annabelle Tudor is probably what I lead with, but like, you know, Annabelle, Bell Bella, I get A-T, A-B. A-T, sometimes Tudes, or did I tudes? completely no, make that up? 100% I get Tudes quite a lot. Where did I hear that from?
0: Maybe you told talking know. about yourself in third person. Um, maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> My dad
1: was a drama teacher in um, his very long serving career to the fine students of St. Leonard's College, and Tudes was actually the nickname that he got.
2: Oh. And I think that
1: came up somehow when I was at drama school And then a few, we had a real last name thing going on at drama school And a few, yeah, right. few of my cohort just took that and ran with it And I've been
0: Tudes ever since Maybe I got it from there Maybe. in some weird roundabout way You know
1: what? surprised me I love Come, it Okay, what you want.
0: Tudes, let's get <laughs> into the questions Let's do Number one, what was your first ever audition? Okay, this was
1: hard I feel like I'm going to have to categorise because first ever audition would certainly have been for a school play. Ew. I did. I was very fortunate with where I went to secondary school. They are a wonderful, whisper it, private um, <laughs> secondary Ew, school in the University of Melbourne. Uh, hashtag education equality, obviously. But I was, very, <laughs> I was very lucky to have a family who um, supported going to this wonderful school. And they have a fabulous arts program. It's one of those schools where they care equally about sport and music, visual art and other performing arts and care about that as in give it the same amount of money, (laughs) Um, but also, you know, spruik it. And like, so Mm. I was really, we even had like, it was called, the hall where we did our big shows was called Adamson hall. And so they called us the Adamson theater company. And we had like an electronic ticket system. Like you really felt like you were part of like, what are we talking about? Company. And it was what it was, I was in a beautiful year level where it was kind of, it was kind of cool to be good at, what might be considered the dorky stuff Like I played the trombone And I did the shows I did plays and musicals And I rode And like I was It was just a really equal year level Like I was not an outcast because of that
0: That's amazing Yeah
1: And so rare as well So rare Like the, the jocks If I could call them that
0: Would come and see it And be like I saw the show last night One
1: guy in particular was like And well I saw you in the play last night You were hectic good and I was like Thank you Jack Can I call you Jack? <laughs>
0: that is your name isn't is it? it? Is it not? camp young dudes
1: rocking around so it definitely would have been for school shows my first ever professional audition or i mean then there was like the spate of drama school auditions and i auditioned for drama schools an inordinate amount mostly because i auditioned for so many places because i went on like a tour of london and auditioned for something like eight one year when I was 22. I just took myself overseas and was like, I'm going to go to (laughs) RADA. Spoiler alert, she did not go to RADA. When I I had no idea what I was doing, all I knew was that I wanted to act and that I should probably start with training and I had this overseas trip planned. So I was like, why not? Um, And then kind of got home, tail between legs, went and did a short course and was like, oh, that's where I was going wrong the whole fucking time. (laughs) A little bit. Then I started auditioning for local drama schools. Um, got into Fed Uni, which used to be Bapa First Go, but I had a real chip on my shoulder about being there because that's where I was born, and my whole family right. <laughs> moved to Melbourne, and so moving back felt a bit like I don't know. I was just really, I think I was very snobby about where I went as well. Like I yeah, wanted, sure. I wanted to go to one of the big three yes. here. Um. And what were the big three for, for me, context for people For me, listening. NIDA, Whopper, VCA. Yep. At that time. This is nearly 10 years ago. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, and what age did you – because I, um, I have been – ballarat with dom annabelle's partner for anyone listening um on a tour Mm -hmm. and he was like i've got to go and find annabelle's uh childhood home and take a photo at the front which he did i went for a run and like came across him just taking selfies outside this random house it was amazing what what age did you so you went to school here what age were you living we left really young well i was very young when we left
1: um I was maybe five five or six right so I've you know I consider myself a Melburnian yes I've been here for far longer than I was ever there. there yeah yeah um and yeah I don't know I just yeah had a bit of a chip on my shoulder about it so I tried I then was auditioning for other drama schools at the end of first year trying desperately to get out right. and was shortlisted for a few places my big three <laughs> but just didn't didn't crack it for whatever reason.
0: Um, so you had an audition and uh, like a callback or two or three rounds for some of them. Yeah, some of wow. them were like three, four. Oh wow! Yeah, really, really unnecessarily rigorous. Yeah, I that's think. a lot for a twenty-one-year-old, twenty-two-year-old. Oh gosh.
1: Yeah. Well, I think also with some of those places, they are really um, tight on their numbers. So, Fed Uni, where I ended up going, takes about twice as many students as NIDA does. Right. Um, you lose quite a number because people drop out, people don't pass, etc. Um, but I think they've got to be so rigorous because, especially, you know, if if you, I, f- I, fit into the box of most common auditionee. I'm a like white girl who's five foot four mm. with blonde hair and green eyes, <laughs> and I think the majority of people who apply are probably. In and around that box. Yeah, yeah. So they've got it. Maybe they just worked me a little bit harder than some other people because they were like, "We've got to be really bloody sure that you're the one of you that we want." <laughs> we can only take one. We blonde. can take one blonde, <laughs> and there are hundreds of blondes. Um. So you know, like, kudos to them. I'm glad that it's rigorous. Am I? No. <laughs> um. But yeah, it just didn't. It just didn't happen. So I stayed, it fed, and actually relaxed. And once I got out into the big bad biz, I was like, oh, it doesn't matter where you went. Yeah. we all have the same training we're all yeah. doing the same jobs
0: totally Nobody cares So i have to say in the last few years i do feel like mtc because they're you know directly associated with vca mm. i do feel like it's more difficult to get an audition there than it used to be because they're mm. so affiliated that it's like no, no no we're only seeing our vca grads mm. um my old oh, agent so who i'm no longer with uh told at a meeting we had several years ago james was also with her at the time. Mm. She was in town from Sydney and we had this meeting and she was kind of yes. Thank you for providing context. So um and she was kind of like to us, yeah, look, unless you've got a three year drama degree on your C V, no one's gonna see you for an audition. And we're like, well Sake. anyway i don't think that's even
1: true I, though. I, I don't know i mean i don't know that where you went and the training you've got counts as much as the work you do
0: i i mean i would hope so because I would, I also would, yeah, I, mean, I would
1: hope so i would hope
0: so that and also because you see shit actors come out of three-year training programs totally. anywhere and everywhere
1: i've seen plenty of people who have not done three years comprehensive kind of training like i think I don't know if you're doing like a big long running outdoor show, they need to know that you've got good vocal technique. I suppose is where that might be relevant, but like, and that's, that. I feel like that's so much more applied to our generation. Like nobody gave a shit when Francis Greenslade was coming up. Nobody gave a (laughs) shit when David Wenham was coming up. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yes, some of them went to brilliant, Schools, but they weren't brilliant then. Whopper wasn't Whopper when Hugh Jackman was there. Nida yeah. wasn't Nida
0: when Kate Blanchett was there. They you know I mean? made like, those institutions hundred
1: percent. And so, but like, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a different world.
0: It is a different world. But I, I um, I've taken us off topic. What oh, yeah. was first, your first? I was going to say my first
1: professional audition. <gasps> yes. Edit, edit, edit.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. I'm keeping my it all. My first
1: way. professional <laughs> audition was in a garden bed in the Royal Botanic Gardens. (laughs) So I had finished drama school finally at the end of 2016. And a dear friend of mine who had gone through uni with me was working on 12th night with the Australian Shakespeare Company. Ah. And they had a swing, a swingling who um, for whatever reason left that production and they were already in production. And one of the roles that swing was covering had um scheduled shows off like right maybe a week or something so they were a bit like well jesus fuck we're gonna have to find (laughs) someone lickety split and so they spoke to my friend and said who in your cohort can deal with shakespeare and learn it fucking fast hell yeah and my dearest darling did me a solid and said call annabel tudor and So I got a call from Glenn Elston of the Australian Shakespeare Company (laughs) being like, come down and give us a read. And I literally (laughs) rocked up and we went like out the back of their dressing rooms, literally in a garden bed. And I did a couple of monologues for him and I sang a little bit. And he just like sat down and was like, do you want
0: the job? (laughs) I was was like, yeah, I want the fucking job. He's like, can you stop fucking singing? Uh, Do you want the job? He Uh. actually
1: did. He was like, okay, I get it. You can sing. (laughs) I was like. I think I was thinking Beach Boys just like belting Ooh, my little heart out. Love it. Um, good choice. They're good they're good for a cappella. Hint oh, hint. That's anybody good. needs to know that. Little hot um, tip. Oh yeah, hot tip,
0: beach boys. Um, <laughs> and And for the role of Viola, was it?
1: No, I was understudying Mariah oh, and Tony played fun, by a woman yeah. and Fabian. And so I got I had to do Fabian for like a full week and I think I had to get it up in two weeks. Amazing. So I had maybe one or two understudy rehearsals and just had to. Antonia one time I had to do mid show. So my friend was playing Antonia and she was understudying, um, Olivia and Olivia the actress playing her was losing her voice. Oh, no. So I was running box office and like counting the money and Glenn just kind of appeared at my elbow and was like, mm, can you get down and put your pirate gear on? Uh, we're going to do a show stop and get, get you up. And I was just Holy like, shit. Oh. a
0: show stop. So yeah, they didn't even sh- wait for a. Uh,
1: it was a technical difficulty. There was a show stop, which was the ideal point to pull poor Olivia off right. and get her home to bed. And get me on. And it happened to be the day that my dad, drama teacher extraordinaire, was there with his, oh, um like, year 12 cohort, students oh, who tudes. were studying. Tudes. So, yeah, so there was a show
0: announced oh. where they were like, uh, the
1: role of Antonia will now be played by Annabelle Tudor. And there was this <gasps> tiny little pocket of students who were just like, bah!
0: that's amazing. <laughs> it was,
1: I think it was one of, like, it's one of my fondest memories doing that season. The first time that I got up there as well, like the cast gave me a little clap. It was oh. like my first... Night on the boards and like, you know, I think when an understudy comes on and you're really just hoping that they won't drop the fucking ball. And I didn't (laughs) drop the fucking ball, actually. Did a fine in the true sense of the word, fine job. (laughs) It was fine. (laughs) But yeah, that was my yeah, that was my first
0: Ah, proper audition. I I love that story. And Mm. have you always because I (laughs) I to embarrass you looked up your C V earlier today. Um, you have done so much Shakespeare, so much. Let me just look. I'm just going to pull it up if I can find it in my. I pulled it into my notes. Um, God, where's has it got it that gone? fabulous green banner on it? Is that the one you're looking at? It is. It's um. It's got the slide bit. Yeah, it's yeah, through yeah. your agent. Okay, I'm just going to the very, most recent
1: theatre credit.
0: Um, it's Julius Caesar, 2023. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty so it's pretty good, right? I'm gonna yeah. just going to very quickly say all of the Shakespeare's you've done. <laughs> Julius Caesar, Midsummer Night's Dream, Macbeth, King Lear, As You Like It, Hamlet, Much Ado About Nothing, Macbeth, again, Twelfth Night, uh, Much Ado About Nothing, again, Comedy of Errors, Twelfth Night, again, As You Like It. And that is the end. Um, Have you always loved Shakespeare? Um,
1: I think so. The first ever high school production that I was lucky enough to do at my fabulous high school that funded the arts was Romeo and Juliet. Right. And that was one of those very just like gorgeous, special, cohesive productions that I think probably most people in that who were in that cast still would occasionally think about fondly. Um, And I was 14 and I played nurse because I just went in (laughs) all guns blazing (laughs) and did it. so it's so inappropriate. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do it now. I'm going to drop myself no. in it. In a big pile of shit here. <laughs> I went in and did a version of what Miriam Margulies does in the Baz Luhrmann production, <laughs> sort of Eastern European. Oh, that's <gasps> actually not that bad. Uh, Let, yeah. Let's say it was a <laughs> Caucasian, Eastern European. <laughs> yeah, um, right. and the drama department were like, lol, look at this funny little teenager. She's hilarious. Put her in. And I had the best time working with um, much older students, most of whom were in my sister's year. We went to the same school. And it was just, yeah, it was fabulous. Um, that was probably my first... Oh, Mum had definitely shown me the Baz Luhrmann film, but she, actually, on your mum, she had been taking my sister and me to see Shakespeare Under the Stars. Oh, what a legend. Glenn Elston's shows since I was, up oh, like... Eleven.
0: Wow. So you're one of the little the little gals. So yeah. again, for context, um, both of our partners at the moment are actually currently working at Shakespeare Under the Stars. Dom <laughs> and James. And uh, I have you gone to see it yet this summer? No, not yet. Well, you just sucked. You? No. no, you've I'm seen, it enough. You've seen well, it enough.
1: you I want. I want to wait until my partner's on. He's actually on. Yeah, so if yeah. He goes on. I want to. If, let's if it's poison
0: lizzie people fall down stairs all the time yeah you, <laughs> lizzie
1: um <laughs> if he doesn't go on i'll go towards the end of the season but if you know i want to hold out you no
0: for sure that's... i i've seen it once and then i uh, i was walking through the city late the other night so i just thought i'd catch the end of it get a lift home with james and it was really beautiful i saw this little girl dancing at the back right and as they were all walking out i was sitting on a chair like on my phone pretending to be like a celebrity mm. Well everyone walked past me, as you do. You didn't and, have to um, pretend, babe. Wow. <laughs> you are. You No
1: pretense necessary. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. No acting required. Mm. So, and all these little girls and, and little guys, every, little everyones, were just walking out saying, like, I loved the fairies. I loved the dancing. Oh. And that was so sweet. So you're one of those.
1: I'm also rehearsing Much Ado About Nothing with Melbourne Shakespeare Company at the yeah. moment. And we rehearse in the St. Kilda Botanic Gardens.
0: Oh yeah. We're playing in
1: Malvern, but um, we're rehearsing in St. Kilda. And there is a family with two young kids who live locally, who I've done lots of productions with them. And a few years ago, they started, they clearly saw us rehearsing one day and started bringing the kids down to watch. And I kind of figured out, we went and chatted to the parents a couple of times, figured out that it was their bedtime story. So the kids would have their bath. They'd come down to the gardens in their pajamas with wet hair in summer and sit and watch us rehearse and like playing music, singing, dancing, all that kind of stuff. And that was their little bedtime story before they went home and shut up, shut for the night. Isn't that that gorgeous?
0: so beautiful. And they
1: were back this week. I was looking over. I was like, is that Alice?
0: Are those our friends?
1: And I waved to them and they waved back. And I was like, it
0: is. And they're getting so
1: big now. I don't, I like, don't even know their names. They probably don't know mine. I just know them as they're the bedtime story kids who come and
0: watch Shakespeare. (laughs) That's beautiful. I love that. Absolute heaven. Oh, parents, those parents are doing something gorgeous. Really cool. Oh, I love that. So yeah, that
1: was, I was probably one of those, one of those kids.
0: Yeah, nice. Um,
1: but yeah, it just kind of, you know, the more you do something, the more you do something as well. Like it was my first job. And then I feel like, cause I, I love it and I feel like I have, um, because I love it, a good grasp of the language and it just, it suits my kind of performance style quite well. And once you work for companies, you often just keep working for that company because you know, you form the connections, you, yeah. you pay your dues, you know, you start out understanding and wheeling <laughs> the bins and then you and <laughs> doing main stage stuff anyway um so yeah i yeah. do i do love it but it's also one of those things where i kind
0: of like was like i guess i am like a shakespeare girly yeah, yeah. you kind of just fell into it and of but yeah. you do it so well you've got the well, voice for it you, you the name the name, I, <laughs> the, the name. I have been asked multiple times whether it Annabelle Tudor is an Elizabethan stage. stage name. Yeah, yeah, wow. No, no, no.
1: It's on my driver's license. It's
0: it? so good. I love it. But also, and I saw you in Julius Caesar last year, oh, yeah. and you played a few roles in it, mm. and you just, you so clearly know what you're talking about oh. when you're on stage saying Shakespeare, and you can't say that about everyone. And Not everyone. You just, you know, you just. You stand out. It's great. Oh, thank you. But moving on to question number two, it'll take us another half hour. How long have you got? No. <laughs> hey, I'm not leaving until four am. <laughs> um, what was your most recent audition? We've what? already touched on it. It
1: was today. Yay! For a deodorant commercial.
0: <laughs> Everyone I've have t- spoken to this week has, has been, been like, doing... "Oh, I've got to I've got to put down a date for this deodorant, deodorant commercial." commercial. Yep. My audition before
1: that, though, I've had two this week. I was very lucky. I started off the first working week of January with a commercial audition, a feature film audition, and and an audiobook audition. Girlfriend. Um, Killing it. Yeah, very grateful, pleased with that. Spoke to my agent today. He was like, oh, God, what more could you possibly want from me? (laughs) Nothing, nothing, I I hope that they said it just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. I was like, I've got a technical issue. He was like, clear your cookies and call me on not a Friday (laughs) No, it was much, it was, we have a beautiful relationship I and my agents are mostly friends. In fact, one of them was at my spin class today. I was like, girl, were you at oh my, my spin gosh. class? She was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> um, anyway, so yesterday I went and taped with a dear friend. Um, this, yeah, for, a, for an Australian
0: feature film as well. Amazing. All tapes though. Lots of tapes. Mm, yeah. Nothing in person. Do you prefer taping or in person?
1: I've been thinking about this quite a lot. My partner and I have been talking about it quite a lot as well. I feel like... I feel like I quite like um, being able to put tapes down for film TV stuff. I really resent having to put it down for theatre.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm. And I like being able to put it down on tape because I can like go and have a coaching session mm. and be directed and kind of nursed through it a little bit. Um. But, 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 I'm not confident, this is what my friend and I were talking about yesterday, I'm not confident that all tapes get watched. Mm. Some of them you're Mm. damn sure that they're going to watch that tape, but I've heard some pretty shitty stories recently of just tapes not even, you can tell, you can see on Vimeo, YouTube, a bunch of stuff, how many views it's got and people just not even having their files opened.
2: And an
1: email was leaked a little while ago, I can't remember who it was which is probably a good thing, so I can't name and shame them. But they were casting a big series here and they said to one of their casting associates, as per usual, we will only be watching tapes of people we know. What the So fuck? they put out a massive casting call, which is not to mention like a huge amount of work and effort for agents.
0: Please keep talking. I'm just going to get my um, laptop charger. Please keep going.
1: <gasps> Mine's plugged in right there. Is it the same beast? It may well be.
0: But please keep talking. Uh, um,
1: Not to mention, yeah, heaps of time and effort for the agents to, like, figure all of that out for us. If you need to plug it in somewhere closer, behind the TV is a power board. Oh, yeah. Um, And then the actors who, as we were saying before, like, you've got to... Yeah, yes, she's going to stretch. Stretching. You've got to learn the lines, put it down. If you wear makeup, put your face on, like carve out the time in your day for a lot of us who live in one bedroom apartments rearrange the living room you know like it's not for nothing that we put them down and then to have people just kind of so readily say well of course we're only going to watch the tapes of people who we know and have worked with
0: that's so upsetting because isn't it i i that completely the opposite of their if they're a part of their job to find new faces Mm. and new talent that's Mm. really upsetting
1: and it doesn't give Anybody else's snowballs hope in hell of no. breaking through no the ceiling. I think I sometimes get seen more as an unknown person for international stuff. Like yeah. I've been seen for yeah. bigger international projects than projects here, and I because like they're more willing to take a gamble on
0: someone they don't know. They are, and I and I and I've heard this a lot that overseas they're more willing to take a meeting with you, mm. get you get coffee with you, if, yeah. if respond to your email, open uh-huh. your. <laughs> video <laughs> yeah yeah and i always wonder that as well actually with mm. a video do they they'll probably watch 10 seconds and then shut me off yeah, sometimes yeah whereas in the
1: room you get you get your time yeah mostly yeah and you get to be a real person and look them in the eye and shake their hand and it's, crack jokes or not or yeah you know, like kind of just give them they they get a grasp for a bit more of your essence. For some of us in some situations that may work against us, I'm sure I've walked into plenty of rooms <laughs> yeah, and they've been like, oh, here we yeah, fucking yeah. go. <laughs> Who's this bitch? <laughs>
0: She's so loud. She's blonde. She's blonde. Get rid of her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me she'd be blonde. <laughs> it's not even real. Um, and, you know, like, but, but I think certainly being able to receive direction, this is the other thing. I was talking yes. to another friend who works a lot and has a fairly decent career behind him. And he was like a sure thing, apparently, according to his agent and casting for a big project. And he got the tape in, heard nothing and asked for feedback. And they were like, yeah, it just wasn't quite what we were after. And he was like, well, tell me
0: what you're after. Yes. Because I'm an actor and I'm trained and I'll give it to you. My, I think that's why I prefer in person. Yeah. Because first of all, I, I um, definitely fall prey to the kind of, getting caught up in what I think they want to see rather than just being me on tape. One hundred percent. And then I'd much rather be in the room so that I can show them that I can take direction. Take direction.
1: And if there's something else that they want, if I've misinterpreted the brief, whatever it is, yeah. tell me, oh actually we were hoping for a little less this and a little more that. Yes. Then I can give it to you. Exactly. And I yeah. think that's I think that's one of the biggest drawbacks of tapes. Yes. But I also think that tapes are like a casting person's dream because casting is just dead money really isn't it Mm. i mean like you find Mm. your person but like time time is money and there's no money in the australian industry and so for them to you know even just like take the time out of the schedule book the room get the readers all that kind of stuff Mm. if they can kind of flick through tapes it's much more efficient
0: Uh, yeah and that it means for them as well that they can Uh, cast a wider net they can see more people because they can watch more tapes in theory they don't have to muck around being like oh sorry I
1: can't make it then can you
0: change my time to this time and they
1: can see people in Every part of the country, overseas, it which makes also it, means that like we're one in many more people,
0: definitely. Like and everybody's if, auditioning for the <laughs> You know, <laughs> it makes the relationship more one-sided as well because yeah. then they are watching our faces constantly, or you know, every now and then, yeah, whatever. Right. I but thought of it like we that. don't. Well, because sometimes you know, when if you are lucky enough to go in person for a callback or whatever, and they're all like, "Hey, Jess, oh my gosh, how are you?" and they're mm, so familiar mm. with you. Mm. And I don't feel that back. And sometimes you're like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck, fuck!" fuck which one are you? What's your mm. name? Because they're watching you, and they feel mm. like they know you, and they know things about you, but you've not seen them for years and or the, ever.
1: And the only other way to build up the other side of that is via things like social media. Yeah, really, stalking them is, on social media, which is you know definitely not a bad tactic. But like, yeah. I have an increasingly complicated relationship with social media, and I've like recently deleted. Instagram off my phone, and I'm only going to look at it once a week because I was just like, "Comparison is the thief of joy." Boys, yeah, and girls. it's a, that's a great and quote. Love it. All the pals, it's just <laughs> you know, but like, I've also bumped into casting directors, like in audition rooms, going for the same gigs as me. Yeah, right. Which feels like that's you know one way to kind of build a relationship, but then I was like, "Hang on a gosh, damn minute." <laughs> got a couple of fingers in a couple of pies there
0: don't you whose side are you on but I've also the table (laughs) you can only have one Mm. I've heard that working both for actors and against them if they are also working at casting houses so kind of you do you power to you um hope you get in the door but Mm. I've very much heard it working both for them and against them. So. Yeah, I know it's a funny one though, isn't it? It is funny. I feel like eventually,
1: eventually you kind of need to make the choice. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's more, I think that's, I suppose that's more an ethical dilemma and that's my mm. judgment on it.
0: Mm. But yeah. Question three. <laughs> What's an audition memory that makes you giggle, makes okay. you have a laugh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So one again, it was an early audition in my career. Um, I got told once by another actor that I don't have a career yet. Oh, <laughs> I'm not what? famous, and I was like, "What the fuck have I been doing? For so oh many my years? god! Those,
0: shut that person up!" Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. One of those lankers <laughs> who tried to take me under their wing and just turned out to prob- oh, probably fuck. want to get in my pants. And I was like, "Absolutely not. <laughs> you don't
0: have a career yet, darling." Well, Jesus. <sighs> Okay. Sorry, let me drop trowel if I got this <laughs> clear <career> now. <there. laughs> you have no idea how
1: hot that is. Um, <laughs> and early in my career, that made me laugh was for the first production I ever did with Melbourne Shakespeare Company. Second audition, but first gig um, for Comedy of Errors. And I was, I think I'd submitted myself for Courtesan. Oh, yeah. Um, who is a courtesan. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> great role, yeah. Great role. Very fun role. Um, and I, I went into that audition and they're great to audition for that company, I think. They run a room really well. They run it efficiently. They give you stuff to do. They're great. And a piece of um, direction I got was like, okay, just pause there, keep going with your monologue, give it to me as a Disney villain. Which I did. And then they were like, give it to me as a, I think as a cat. And I ended up like on all fours rolling around on the floor. I don't even remember which monologue I gave them, but as courtesan. And um, I booked it. But the laughing comes from the fact (laughs) that I, I had sex right before that audition. (laughs) I got laid I put on my clothes. I pretty much kicked them out. Walked out the door myself. Walked into an audition for a courtesan and booked that fucking role. Oh, so you did not give a
0: fuck. Didn't give a fuck. I, love I was it. like,
1: this is as close to method as I'm ever going to get, baby.
0: Tinder came through for me that oh, time. Oh, that's amazing. Um, did you tell the person that you just bonged that? That's what you <laughs> Well, they
1: they were in the beers as well. They had oh, they amazing. had a theater company and stuff. Oh. I remember the first night I spent with, them, my mum was like, "Oh, who was it this time? Go on." And I told her, <laughs> and I she was like, mom. "Oh, didn't miss a beat." She was like, "Oh, spend a night on the casting couch, did we, darling?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Familiar with that particular piece of furniture, are we, Mother dear? Oh man, so your mum—that's oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's great. great. She, she loves she loves Greer and casting couch. <laughs> um. That was That's what makes me laugh about it is not so much the rolling on the floor as a cat doing Shakespeare, but the like... You'd already done a bit of rolling on the done. floor, am I right? Oh, am I right? <laughs> am I right? That was actually a piece of advice I got from a professor at... At uni, And I say professor because she's a professor. She's not just like a random acting teacher. She was the dean and professor. Oh, wow. And she said something about me getting more into my body with my work. And she was like, you know, I go out and have lots of sex. And I was oh. like, "Um, Kim, not an option for me right now. I'm going to do a breakup <laughs> at the time. But no. I've taken that advice as literally as I can. I love it. And Thank I think you, Kim. Yeah, here's a hot tip. Get laid before an audition. Hell yeah. Well, you'd, you'd be can. so
0: like loosey-goosey in your body, goosey. your muscles, yeah. you yeah, yeah, yeah Make sure it's good sex. Just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you a, need to come. A frequent lover. <laughs> yeah, you need to come. That's Okay, that's what it is actually. Have an orgasm, Have an before, orgasm your before your audition. Have an orgasm before your audition. Yeah, don't even don't even like pat your face dry if you've got a bit of a sweat going on. You've just got the beautiful like flush to the cheeks. A little bit of flush. The hair's a bit dirty. Who fucking Who cares? cares? Just comb out the mats at the back. <laughs> Pants on out the door. Book it. Book it, baby. That's brilliant. I love that. I'm so glad I asked. What is an audition memory that makes you cringe or where you feel like you failed shockingly? Um I mean I said it earlier, like looking back on particularly
1: drama school auditions and just going, fuck, I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. I had no idea what I was doing. I used I um once upon a time also had aspirations of doing a lot more music theatre and I do sing and I sing in a lot of shows, but I don't have the calibre of voice that professional MT requires. And I think I went into a lot of MT auditions, probably singing shit that was far <laughs> beyond my range. Um, but my, my most cringe memory and it's like really <laughs> probably still keeps me awake at night was actually not as an auditioner, but as an auditione. Can I, can oh I go there? Oh my gosh, please. Sitting on a panel. Which is absolutely so enlightening. If you have the opportunity to sit on an audition panel, yes, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. You notice stuff, like it changed a lot about how I go into, even just go into and leave a room. I was like, oh wow, I never thought any of that shit mattered. Mm. But like, as as a panelist, you have a very different eye on what people are doing. yeah, And, and very... Like the performance is the most important thing, but you have other priorities. And I just think my my main piece of, um, it's not advice, it's just like the main thing that I try to do with auditions is just control all extraneous variables. Do exactly what you're told to do and then move within that. So if they've mm. said it needs to be this file type, if they've said you need to wear this wardrobe, if they've said be here at this time, if they've said portrait not landscape or the other way around just do that do all those little bits and pieces get all that shit under control and then do whatever the fuck you want within that but like don't give them a reason i think doing so many drama school auditions also drilled this into me Mm. don't do anything to give them a reason to be cross with you to start with yeah
0: because a lot of them will immediately just put a cross next to your name when you're done yeah yeah.
1: And you can't control all of that like who some people might be like, "Oh god, I hate it when people audition in bare feet." <laughs> I love auditioning in bare feet. I feel like it really grounds me, but you know, you can't please anyone, everyone. Anyway, I was on a panel and it was during the COVID years and someone walked into the room with their audition form on a piece of paper, okay. and I held my I was AD, so I was kind of, you know, still also assisting in the auditions and I held my hand out to get their form and they very confidently went for a handshake. And I balked, I freaked out and kind of pulled my hand back and I was like, sorry, I was going for your form. And it was this horrid, awkward moment. And I think I really put them on the back foot Oh no! and I felt bad about it probably forever because I was like, I felt, first of all, I was like, no germs, it's COVID. Please don't shake my hand. There was so much going on in that moment, but I think I really just kind of like. Threw them off their rhythm. <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: Would you yes. ever see this person again? I don't think so. Oh, no. Maybe oh. there was no
1: rhythm to throw off in the
0: first place. True, exactly. Yeah. Hey, you could be um, doing them a, a kindness right now. I um, could be. Maybe they sucked just because they suck. <laughs> 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 maybe they were just fucking shit.
1: Um,
0: yeah, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, I feel no, like all, hard, all auditions,
1: there's an element of cringe
0: totally because at the end of the day they uh, you are auditioning for something that they have and you want it mm. and it's i've been on both ends as well for mm. with our, our spinning plates our theater company we audition people sometimes for Your our shows smash
1: and, return hit oh thank you um the crocodile
0: we auditioned for a show pre-covid but yeah, you do start to notice, even just the way people enter, um, you know, that you'll always get those actors that will, like, start doing their warm-up in the room or whatever and however God, you feel about that. And, I yeah. feel very
1: negative about that.
0: <laughs> Don't walk in and... <laughs>
1: Don't look for, I mean, you can look for a live spot if you want to, but I promise you it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. At the end of the day, it's just about the energy you're giving off, really. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure that person. Is fine. It's fine. <laughs> Wherever they are. And also, <laughs> like, as I love. was telling
1: that story, I was like, well, that's not that bad, Annabelle. It's pretty understandable, really. But, like, it just shows, goes to show, like, how cringe lives inside you for sure and you don't forget it I I, and also um, nobody else really notices it
0: yeah yeah and we've all got those moments like I as a marriage celebrant meet people new people mm. all the time and I'm never sure like do I go in for a handshake mm. do I go in for a hug mm. neither do we just awkwardly stand and be like hello I'm about to marry you because I meet all kinds of people mm. from all backgrounds. And um, yeah, I kind of just try to gauge from them. Yeah. If I sense any kind of like, maybe they'll want to hug, I'll be like, are you huggers? And then kind of lead it. But Mm -hmm. I feel like very much pre COVID, post COVID, I should say, it's very unclear. Like I tend to, I never offer my hand for a handshake unless Mm. the other person initiates it. I used to be a
1: really frequent handshaker and i quite like a handshake and i i was very specific about how i shake hands i assert dominance for the handshake (laughs) definitely on purpose um but i never want anyone to comment on it I want to. I want them to feel it. But good God, don't say
0: to me I've got a good firm handshake because it just undercuts. It is, you try not to undercut Annabelle Tudor and her amazing handshake. You cannot undercut this woman. No, please. <laughs> She's a lioness. Um,
1: speaking of undercutting, um, can I go to the loo?
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. Let's pause and I'll hit save. Okay, oh, wow, little break here. Do it, Do it again, again but better. better. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Okay, where were we? Uh, next question. Hello. What is the stupidest thing you've ever had to do for an audition? Roll around being a cat? <laughs> doing Shakespeare? I actually think that they often – maybe that was an old go-to because I'm pretty sure I've been asked by that same company to be a cat. Be a, cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of weird shit in drama school auditions, mm. like doing Hermione from The Winter's Tale as a mere cat. <laughs>
2: um,
1: Amazing. But I think most of it is, again, the rise of the self-tape and especially with commercial casting when so often you're just given action and no dialogue Mm. or just said to improvise around this scenario. (laughs) Um, Recently I had to, um, not had to, but the role was a woman who was very crafty who fashioned a piece of millinery out of an Ikea bag oh. and entered fashions on the field.
0: Ooh. So I just
1: fucking did. I went to Ikea and I got an Ikea bag and I made it into a hat and oh, I attached yes. ribbons and Christmas baubles <gasps> and put that thing on my head and did my full face and wore a fabulous, fierce purple oh, blazer. Oh, mate. Nice. And... Gave my acceptance speech of um, winning fashions of the field as the Ikea bag hat slowly slipped down to cover my whole face.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. I think
1: it's probably one of the stupidest things I've ever had to do.
0: I love that you went to the effort though and I think that's mm. always a question when you've got, especially a commercial one, how mm. much effort do you go to for those things? It's
1: day to day isn't it? it some is. days I'm like, close enough is good enough. Yeah. and Some days I'm like, I'm feeling inspired. Yes! Let's give it. Exactly. Give it everything I've got. I hadn't. It I'm, depends on timing as well because sometimes they're like, can we have this yesterday? I, yes. And sometimes they give you 10 days.
0: So true. I think because it's Early Jan, um, I had an Amy lady audition recently. Oh, my
1: recently. God, so did I. Oh, was it just I pointing was. and smiling and gesturing? <laughs>
0: oh, it sure was. We went for the same gig, baby. Love it. But I love that they mm. kind of sent it out pre-Christmas and it was mm. like, just get it back to us by mid-Jan. Mm. Um, so I put it off forever. Mm. And then I was like, mum, have you got some red pants that I can borrow? Bless. When I picked up some red pants from mum. Oh, you did full body? I did, well, only for a full length photo, which I don't think they even asked for because then when I laid I was later, just panicking. I was like, hang on a minute. Was I supposed, was <laughs> not a uh, full body. True. <laughs> the thing is i because i had to i think i um i couldn't be fucked putting on makeup on like a day off so Mm. i had i sandwiched it in between two weddings on the weekend and i was like Mm. great i'll watch it later and then when i watched it later i realized it was quite close in you couldn't Mm. even see my fucking red pants oh shit (laughs) so it didn't fucking matter Didn't fucking matter but maybe they could feel in my essence that i had the red pants on But, like, how did the red pants make you feel? I actually felt like they made—they were quite slimming on me, so mm. I felt great. So you felt feeling good, looking great, exactly. doing good work. I, um, I know
1: a couple of actors who worked on a show with the inimitable and rather fierce Judy Davis as their director.
2: Ooh. One of these
1: actors was her husband. I don't know him, but I know the other woman. who. Booked Mrs. Darling on the oh. ac- production that actually never came to fruition. <laughs> Can I say who it is? <laughs> oh my my gosh, beloved please. Alison White, oh. the doyen of Australian of Shakespeare. Of she's going to be on. She's on Groundhog Day the musical. She sure is. She's absolute heaven oh, to work is. with. Film star international and anyway, the owner
0: of um, the Green Man. The Green Man's arms, arms. A wonderful uh, vegetarian or vegan. Pub um, in Carlton, yeah, one of the
1: two. Love it. She and her husband Freddie have been publicans for like a very long time. They met at the VCA oh. and got into hospo really quite young, and have gone from like pub to pub to pub. They had um, the terminus in Richmond, and if you look at Did the they? if you look at the mural on the side of the wall, someone's written about how fantastic the whites are. Oh, it's Freddie, Freddie and Ali. Yeah. Um, Ali was on this play with. Colin Friels, who's Judy Davis's husband, and um, Judy Davis being a, fo- a force yes. and a fearsome, fierce and formidable woman they used to put on red undies for luck or in a pinch, <laughs> red socks, not for luck, for courage.
0: Wow And she would
1: sometimes We did a show We did a Shakespeare Under the Stars together And sometimes she'd just show me A small section of her briefs oh. And be like Red undies for current tonight and I'm like Alison White You are absolutely
0: it Oh Alison White We love She's you She's the living end Oh that's great I am gonna go out And buy that. some red
1: knickers immediately If not sooner
0: For the next Amy taping <laughs> <laughs>
1: How many have you had? I reckon I've had two or three Amy tapes in, Amy, my, in my time. Yeah.
0: I was in an Amy mm. years ago, but as a background gal, I mm. don't even feature in it really, which yeah. is great. Good um, for you. I've prob- yeah, I reckon I've had probably three or f- – I yeah. did one in person when they still did the week and I Oh, could, you God. Know, I was like, the well, bob. The bob. And I was mm. like, well, great. I'm an actual redhead. Perfect. Yeah. did my hair. And then they are like, great, can you just pop this on your head? Yeah. Oh. Um, And then I've probably had one or two in the more recent years when they're going a bit more. And the whole thing now is like Amy is everyone. She's this age. She's this body type. Sungi is our gorgeous grandfather. Tsungi, I hope you are getting rollovers galore for this. Royalties up the wazoo, baby girl. She is. Anyone listening, if you've seen an Amy billboard, you've seen Sungi. She's Mm -hmm. on the mall. On the mall. Yeah. She's great. Okay, uh, what's an audition that you absolutely nailed?
1: Okay, so that Peter Pan one, Mrs. Darling, I do feel like I nailed. Uh, I went in highly prepped. I looked the part and it was one of those auditions mm -hmm. when the director gave me lots of beautiful notes just for refinement. So it was one of those experiences where I wasn't kind of like, We've all done those... Oh, God, I did an audition once when um, it was for a Toyota commercial for Chameleon back in the day when we still went into the room and the American client was in there in his baseball cap. Oh, and amazing. he went, okay, stop it, <gasps> do that. Like, he stopped me in the middle. Oh, it was just disgusting. Probably more about him than you as well. Like, he just purely 100%. wanted to Oh, I that. shook his hand too, which he did not like. He did not want to shake my hand oh. at all.
0: Which well, I realised... fuck
1: that guy. Oh, fuck that guy. Halfway through shaking his hand. I was like, you don't want to do this um (laughs) anyway for the peter pan one it was very much like okay fabulous where can we take this Mm. um and he gave me lots of notes and then was like i'm so sorry that's so much to remember i just just do do what you can and i really felt like even if it was subtly, I hit absolutely everything uh, that he yes. said. Oh, and yes, then at the end of it, satisfying. he was like,
0: well, yeah, that's uh, uh, that's what I asked for, isn't it? Man, he probably wanted you. Sorry, is it a man? Mm. He probably wanted you, but it wasn't his choice as it so often Isn't but Yeah. yeah. But, but also, like, I,
1: I still maintain that I'm too
0: youthful for Mrs. Sterling. <laughs> I just, yeah, I Maybe continue. she's in my ladies. Yeah, she's coming to you. Maybe. She's coming to you. Maybe in she's the on the way. She's
1: on the way. <laughs> and after that, Bracknell. Um, <laughs> another one was um, an audition I did last year, I think it was, um, for the tour of the mousetrap.
0: Yes.
1: And I auditioned for Robin Nevin.
0: Oh, Another fierce and formidable woman.
1: No red undies for courage, but fuck, (laughs) I could have used them. Um, And that was another one where I had, fortunately, the time and grace to be able to really prepare for it. I feel like so often this is the the double-edged sword of having those fabulous self-funding jobs is that occasionally a really big gig comes along and you're like, fuck, I haven't got time to give my shit to this. I had time to give shit to it. And felt really good about the work that I did. she was hugely complimentary of the work that I did in the room. She said something like that was a really well prepared audition. Thank you very much um which felt awesome yeah that however unlike the Peter Pan one, I said earlier that if someone books it who's like got two decades on me who's um a name who's my complete opposite physical type who like whatever complete opposite energetic essence whatever it is, I feel a lot more at peace with those auditions that I, yeah. that I don't book if if and when I ever find out who does get the role but with mousetrap it was a bit harder because the person who did book that role who was actually a dear friend and a wonderful actor, I felt a bit kind of like oh it must have been something that she did better than me.
2: Mm. Do you know
1: what I mean? Because we're not peas in a pod by any stretch of the imagination, but there isn't the distance between us that there is between me and Alison White for example. Yeah, yeah. She's and well, look, she's much more of a name than I am. She's worked a lot more commercially than I have she's probably younger in visage um but that was it was a bit closer that i was kind of like ah there's something about her that's better than me or right, something that yeah. she did that she did better than me
0: yeah sure
1: that doesn't mean that i wasn't absolutely ecstatic for her to have her main stage debut yeah i absolutely was and she had the most amazing year last year good on you kp um but yeah that was one of those ones where i was like felt much more disappointing
0: totally and Mm. then you just you wish you could get the feedback of
1: Mm, what was it (laughs) yeah what was it
0: (laughs) what was it Robin (laughs) (laughs) tell me
1: tell me I can take it I'm a big girl
0: (laughs) 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 because that's how we would grow ideally as actors but we never get it which is the shame I mean so rarely you get some feedback but and that's I think often you only get get like positive feedback yeah she's really like, bright on
1: camera it's yes. only a matter of time or like thank you very well prepared or whatever it was like we love having her in and it's like which is I'm- nice
0: to hear but tell me tell me what you need yeah exactly tell me what you need mm. but then i guess for them that often then they're like truly nothing you you just didn't get it this time mm. you we mm. wanted someone with darker hair or fucking whatever whatever it was yeah
1: or, or like if i'm coming across poorly on the floor if like i come out into that impossible. room and you're like impossible <laughs> You're but, but do you know what I mean? Like yeah, if that yeah. if someone's kind of like, Oh God, you really come across as a fucking asshole
0: <laughs> or like you're too loud or like what I no. No, you know? but yes, I do know. Yes. Because also, then, fuck those people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> be yourself, sweetie. Yeah, but yeah. But it's just, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like if it's, if it's something I can control, I'd exactly. love to
0: know what it is. Exactly. Like if it, not that this would be the case for you, but if it was like she just needs a bit more vocal work or something, mm. it's mm. like great, now I can actually go on and, and, and like work on that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 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 Okay. Uh, What's an audition yeah. that made you uncomfortable oh, or... Outraged. All right. I'm if not, you want I'm not going to go there. Yeah, no, I'm not going to name anything about this production. Yeah,
1: good. Um, because it pissed me off. My She's partner like full demon mode. <sighs> <bird. laughs> My partner and I both went for this. My beautiful partner Dom, also an actor, and in this production, um, there is a lot of intimate work. Between the two leads. Oh my
0: god! I think I already know what you're talking I bet about. Yeah, bloody do. I think I auditioned for it. Oh,
1: they were going to have an intimacy coordinator on. Mm-hmm. This project never actually came to fruition. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 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 oh god.
1: Um, but the the very nature of the narrative is that it it is crucial that there is basically a live sex scene. Yeah,
0: a lot of it.
1: Yeah. Simulated, obviously. Sim sex. Um, (laughs) Not like the game. (laughs) Simulated sexual activity on the stage. And I went in for my audition. And first of all, I was very just annoyed by the way the director kind of was in the room. Yes. Um, This director was, in my opinion, very clearly not paying attention to me just kind of waiting for me to say my stuff and then shut up. Mm. And I don't know how they knew that Dom and I were an item. Maybe I said, maybe I said, like, oh, my partner was in earlier today. You would have met Dom anyway. Right. And then at the end, you know how often a director will have a little spiel that it's kind of like, are you available for the dates? Mm. Um, you, you like, you know, is there anything that's going to prohibit you from being in the production, et cetera, et cetera. The way they phrased it was – was clearly feeling awkward about it, but fuck, I wish just gotten over it. Yeah, it was just kind of like, and how do you feel about? Oh, fuck, I said, damn it! I can, I can bleep. Okay, they, they. This director said, "How do you feel about the mm, sexual stuff?" <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck, I wish you hadn't said sexual stuff. Wish you'd just said intimate scenes." Uh... And I said, uh, "Fine, I understand that you're getting an intimacy coordinator in." And they said, "Oh yes, of course, of course, of course." Uh, but, but you know, if if for example I were to cast you and your partner, and one of you were doing the sexual stuff, <laughs> and the other person <laughs> wasn't involved in the sexual stuff, oh
0: god, how would that
1: be for you and your relationship? Oh my
0: god, what a fucking teenager!
1: And I was like, ah. Uh. Uh, fine. Fine. I think I said, Well, we're both professionals <laughs> so fine. Thank you. Wow. I was pissed. Yeah. And I spoke look, I spoke to another director afterwards who's like friend, mentor, etc. And they were like, Look, I understand them asking that question because I have had couples in a cast before and it has been difficult. Right. And I was like, But that's not what was no. asking about. No. He wasn't asking about whether or not <laughs> I'm going to have domestic rows in the dressing room. He was asking about whether my jealousy of my partner working <laughs> in a, in, in the capacity of having to do sexual stuff on set. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I do. It was I felt like questioning my professionalism.
0: Yes. And it was kind Dom's. it was a bit like salacious. It was a bit like, Ooh, is there a bit of drama here that I can like turn the volume up on? And also did ask Dom that same question. Of course he's Sorry. they Did they fuck? They
1: did not ask Dom that same question. I, as the woman, basically was like,
0: are you going to get jealous if your boyfriend has to do sexual stuff on oh stage? And let's be honest, that oh question, if, it, if it's going to be directed to either gender, it should be directed to the man before the woman Funny. anyway. Cute. There ain't much indeed. But yeah, I think oh pr- predominantly
1: Lord. I was like, you have just proven yourself completely inequipped to steer this ship. Yes. You've questioned my integrity. You've questioned my partner's professionalism and integrity. Like I just – I was almost kind of like even if I had I, – and I wasn't offered a role – Um, but I was pissed before I wasn't offered the role but I was like if he does offer me something I'm probably going to say fucking no because I don't want to work with that
0: person I do you know actually I auditioned for the same production Mm. and um, exactly what you just said that the director proved themselves to me in the audition not the right person inept to audition that like helm that ship as you say steer the ship so I and I again wasn't offered a role but I know I think Dom was right Dom was yeah Yeah, Dom was and I know a couple of other friends that were as well and, um, but I, I asked them, um, cause I think they may be encouraged, like, have you got questions? And I kind of said, yeah, why this play? Why now? It felt Great weird question. in the time. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. and for a <laughs> director where, and it was very much, what's, what's
1: your objective, what's your, MO? what's your
0: MO and it was happening in a time and again this production didn't go ahead but it was going on at a time where it was still very post me too there was like the intimacy in productions on in films everything was very minimal and i think we're bouncing back from that which i think is great if it's done correctly i I, Mm. will talk about that forever Mm. but i asked yeah why why this production why now and they were like everyone's been asking that and then went on a, a a bit of a spiel that proved nothing to me and just everything about the way they handled themselves in the audition and everything they said proved to me that they Just wanted to do a role where they were wanted to do a play where they were going to get some naked young people in the room. Yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah, I also did a a terrible audition, so I'm kind of like you get you give what you get. So anyway, yeah, I I felt okay in my audition, but I was I could feel
1: them not even watching and that's i think uh, that was the last one of the day so oh i was a little gosh. bit like you clearly
0: i get it but like get it get an ad and no one else in the room and you know some you actually kind of prepare yourself sometimes to walk in and have a panel especially mm. for theater and mm. then for it to just be one person sometimes can be a little bit jarring
1: mm. it can be especially when it's um material of a delicate nature yeah when you're going to because what you actually should be asking people is not how are you with the sexual stuff? What does your partner has to do? <laughs> how do you feel about how exposing these characters playing these characters can be like, you know, are there any questions you have about how I'm going to look after you during this process? Like, do you have any stuff that might get in, like get in the way for you? I want to make
0: sure that you're looked after during this yes, process. Do you know yes, what I mean? Like such a good point offer, offer support rather yes. than interrogation. And it's such a good point. And I think, a good reminder that when we're auditioning often, you are auditioning them just as much as they're auditioning oh, shit, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely a case of that. And Absolutely. that person did not get booked, in my opinion. Mm-mm. Not booking them. No. Okay. What's an audition that took you somewhere unexpected? Okay. So
1: this is not exactly related to an audition, but um, a project that I did that has taken me somewhere very unexpected is what I would like to talk about. I mean, I've also had auditions where I like, I didn't book the role and then the casting director basically just cast me in something later. Ah, Like I love that.
0: Love that. Yeah. We love that. But
1: the first ever short film, the first short film I ever did out of drama school, someone I'd been to drama school with had written a feature, bless him, and a short as a proof of concept and asked me to be in it with them and we shot it it was a pretty good experience on set um and I stayed in touch with the beautiful director and their AD and then was referred on to do another two short films basically with the same kind of crew and some of them working as directors ADs they kind of all like swapped roles here and like i like an amazing amazing group of people it was I couldn't have asked for a better first onset experience, at, at least as far as the director went. I wish Lucas Mankey's direct more shit, baby. <laughs> um, Lucas is an amazing person to have on any set, in any capacity. Mm. Anyway, um, so is Julia Dawson, so is Tess Emerson. That whole kind of like <laughs> crew, love you all. Um, so I did this first short, then I did two more shorts, and then we have stayed in touch with each other. But then the COVID years also happened. And then early, no, late last year, mid last year, mid, mid, <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard from Lucas, who was like, hi, how are you? Cutting to the chase. Are you here? Are you in Melbourne? Are you acting? What, what's happening? And I was like, yes. What's up? And he was like, okay, putting someone in touch with you. And I got a direct offer for my first ever appearance on Australian television. Oh,
0: which for was like, ruin. For ruin, Which
1: was a huge goal of mine. Um, I've been plugging away at trying to get some film and TV yes. stuff happening for as long as I can bloody remember. I've had 10 neighbors auditions. I've had countless commercial oh. auditions. Like I've, <laughs> I've just never kind of cracked it for whatever reason. Yeah, sure. Uh, myriad, no doubt. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And Tess had sort of said we need, or the client, the advertising client, cause it was in part, appearing as part of the pitch on Gruen had asked for someone who had a good grasp of language and Tess and Lucas and everyone was like, Oh, you know, what Shakespearean yeah, so, tick, tick, tick. Um, and got me on board and it was, it was quite hilarious. Cause like it happened sort of so casually that I almost didn't say anything about it. I kind of forgot. I was talking to my best friend one day and they were like, so what else? What's new? What are you doing tomorrow? Whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'm, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the telly. <laughs> And they were like, "What?" <laughs> wanting to throw me a parade. Oh, love it! I had a little,
0: had a little watch party. Oh, yes, you my did. Partner, yes, mum and sister and-, and from memory, you got tagged in truly about fifty million uh, 50 Instagram stories. stories, which is you know is a testament to you <laughs> and how much everyone just bloody loved you. or how much I plugged it on <laughs> <my>
1: Instagram. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was one of those things where I was, cause a couple of people were like, how'd you, how'd you book that? And I was like, <laughs> fuck, if I really think about it, it's ultimately thanks to this person who was 17 when they started drama school oh, and I was man. 23 and I thought they were a pain in the ass. And we ended up kind <laughs> of, you know, doing this project together. And from there,
0: isn't it so funny uh, how most of the stuff you book is not through your agent, getting you an audition, love you agents, but oh, so you. much of it is just, through things oh, like that and yeah. i love that mm.
1: yeah I'm oh, um, great yeah and my agent was thrilled for me they were like wish i could get you some more cashola <laughs> but <laughs> there just wasn't there just wasn't the bougie yeah yeah um <laughs> but yeah just one of those things isn't it so weird if you actually kind of trace it back you're like yeah. How did that?
0: Mm. and i love that and that's why i had this down as a question because mm. sometimes you get an, an facebook message from someone you met like Eight years ago, mm. and and I just love that, and just yeah. knowing that you're in people's thoughts is so nice. Oh, so lovely! Being referred or recommended to
1: something for something, I think, is it's it just lights me up because I yes. think it is some of the highest praise you can give other people.
0: Oh, yeah! I mean, we love to know that people are talking about us in a positive way. Yeah. So, and that's yeah, as you say, high but you praise. you think about you
1: think about the people who you would refer or recommend for things and I wouldn't just recommend anyone. No. Not just because you know like I happen to know them or have worked with them like if I'm you know if it's kind of it's you on the line as well when you're referring someone or recommending them. Oh definitely. So I'm Oh, not super fussy because everyone I know is so fucking talented
0: but do you know what I mean? Like I do, yeah. You are one of the not f- few is maybe too strong but in the circle in the bubble of people that I would recommend. Oh,
1: well likewise. Oh,
0: sure, sure.
1: Number one with a bullet, babe.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, what's an audition that you're thankful for? Every single one. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, Grums true, true, true. Crumbs for the starving. <laughs>
1: um yeah a lot I think especially especially the ones this is a good piggyback that I've been referred for I think anytime I know that someone has just oh fuck someone must have really done me a solid here it almost feels it almost mm, it almost feels sweeter than the ones where you know that it's just you Mm. those ones are incredibly satisfying I love that I love going into something where you're like. This is basically cold. It's basically blind. They don't know me. I don't know them. They've never seen me work. Like they're fantastic when you get those auditions. Even even better still when you book the role. Puffs was probably one of the biggest shows that I've done. That was a big commercial touring production of a Harry Potter parody that was spanned over a couple of years and here Sydney, Brisbane, and it started funnily enough, in America off, 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 off Broadway. Mm. Um, and they came over, the Americans and the writer came over to do the casting. And so that was one of those things where it was like, no, I had no horse in the race. It right. was really blind. And I felt so amazing that I see internationally. I'm much more appealing.
0: Um, <laughs> Australia hates you, babe. They oh, hate my Get out of here.
1: <laughs> Get out of here. Um, that was so incredibly satisfying because I was like, I wasn't recommended by my friend to go and audition in a garden bed. You know, it wasn't like I've auditioned for you two times before and I've got friends in your show. It was just like they had barely set foot in the country and they were like, who's that girl? She can do the accent. Oh, and, of her. And, and I've
0: got to say you are, and I, um, and I have listened to snippets of a lot of your audiobooks and stuff oh. as well, and you are really good at accents. Oh, thank you. I do like to do.
1: I think I'm a good, my mother would say I've always been a good mimic. <laughs> um, so those ones are incredibly satisfying, but I think the ones where some, where you know that someone has just had your back and mm. said, get this woman in the room. I really, I really love and appreciate those. Um, there was one right at the end of last year that I was like, I'm desperate to know who did me the solid.
0: Oh, who a great f- mystery. Fuck so it was Who um, is it? i don't know what accent i'm doing uh, <laughs> french russian i don't um, know yeah. what <laughs> let's go with
1: that um so the picture of dorian gray that's that was oh yeah nikki shields was the alternate and now sarah snook is taking it over for west end west right end. and i got a call from my agent late late last year and she was like weird one just let me explain before you have i remember yes yes, I remember, yes. And she was like, "So you know how this is happening?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Well, there's, it's obvious. It's if you haven't seen the production, it's multimedia in the truest sense of the word. There's like lots of amazing kind of shit happening at all times, and some of it is filmed in advance, and then the actor on stage interacts with that film project, projection, etc. And they needed a body double for the moment where Dorian, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, chases themselves through a forest, and they were like." Um, um, can we have your measurements? We want to know if you're a good double for Snooky.
0: <laughs> Snooky, Snooky, Sarah Snook.
1: And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. Do you know who might have – we're kind of racking our brains over here, no offence, but, like, how has this happened? <laughs> and I was like, well, who's directing? She was like, Kip Williams. And I was like, fuck. Uh no no connection there and the production company is um oh shit i've had a dry they're like the big they mostly do musicals michael castle yeah never worked for them never auditioned for them i probably know loads of people who have but i was like who the fuck said, because it was a direct request, they did not submit me. Someone had said, ask, um, I wonder if Annabelle Tudor's the right size and shape to be Sarah Snook's body double.
0: Could it be? Because this has happened to me. I got mm. a, I got a direct email and I actually was touring Crucible at the time with Dom, mm. so I couldn't mm. do it. And your friend actually um, ended up being the body double for um, oh, the... Oh, spreadsheet. At, spreadsheet. I was asked, could I be the, what was her, um, Catherine... Um, oh, British actress. Crowd. Um, Shh, sh- 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 uh, I see Crow Catherine Park. Parkinson's person. Park Pick And, and with, you're what's her I, with, Aisha? Gibson? Aisha, yeah. Aisha, Aisha, your friend Aisha ended up Catherine Parkinson. Getting, Catherine Parkinson, yeah. So Aisha booked it, yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah. And I was directly emailed about that out of the blue. <sighs> I wonder if it's like your measurements are in showcast casting networks and they type maybe that's and the what it is. Casting director types. Well, they in. wanted my up to date measurements. And you're like, fuck no, that's privileged oh, information. <laughs> God,
1: I had just gotten back from the most glorious seven week holiday oh, to the UK yes. and Europe with my partner. So I was like, full disclosure, sweetheart. If it's not for a month, I'll be closer to those measurements by then. Purely just just because I have been eating and drinking and just outside of my regular kind of regime. Yeah, uh, We all fluctuate. Um, and I had spent a good seven weeks drinking pint after pint of delicious crisp <laughs> apple cider. Um, which as you is, bloody well should. No, as you bloody well should. And, you know, beautiful food and wine and actually resting. So, you know. Wasn't like fresh out of a spin class, no booze all year. Um, just kidding, Campari's <laughs> uh you, you know, I was just in sli- in a slightly different condition to how mm. I typically am.
0: <laughs> condition, I like condition. that. That's good.
1: Yeah. Anyway,
0: and then we just never heard anything. They completely ghosted us, and I was like, "Fuck!" Right. Actually, now that you bring this up, I think we had seen you. We were hanging out here. And oh, that's you right, were hoping we to, multi. to, we saw multi at the mm. show at the multi and the next day or two, you were hoping to hear. So you mm. never heard a thing. Never heard a thing. Not a peep. Classic. Not well, a peep.
1: But I did a little bit of Googling and it was very hard to ascertain exactly what Snooki Deer's height is. Sarah, are you 165 centimeters or are you over 170 centimeters?
0: Sarah, please respond.
1: Sarah, please <laughs> My sister actually saw Sarah Snook in oh. um, a grocery shop. Oh. Maybe Wild Things in North Fitzroy. Oh. Can you confirm, Sarah? Buying,
0: <laughs> Sarah, please respond. Buying
1: ghee or something like that. Like doing, right. doing shopping. My sister was like, oh. "Oh no, darling, she's so much taller than you." And
0: I was like, you "Really? Should? I don't." see that yeah. in my head you're tall so this is I'm this is not funny quite
1: five foot five I'm see like, that's
0: you're only just taller than me but in my head you're taller it's probably speaks I, to you know I'm your, tall your personality <laughs> <tall presenting. laughs> annabelle Cheater is tall presenting, tall presenting. but this is such a big person that no but i always i do because i think you have a presence and oh, it's great well, and yeah. um and i always like dom because i've spent a lot of time with dom touring yeah. whatnot different shows and he'll talk about like that you uh so like small and goblin-esque and in, in a flattering sweet <laughs> like way enduring he does
1: well he's he's a big old man big big boy big tall muscular man tall so gent in tall in in his opinion he thinks i'm one of the smallest
0: things in the world <laughs> he would always speak of you in just like the most oh the most like sweet endearing oh, ways It's this like sweet I little sweet little troll and little,
1: yeah little goblin <laughs> little i think goblin. he's under the impression that if he wanted to he could pick me up and put him put me in his little
0: breast pocket oh just pop you in there carry be carried oh. around all day he thinks it's quite oh, that's, funny uh, i love that yeah. as an image yeah it's great good man
1: so yeah um It's lovely knowing that there are people in your corner, but God, sometimes I wish I knew. They were. I know. Sometimes you do do find out. Like I texted a friend who kind of recommended me for something because her brother-in-law was AD.
0: And I was like, oh, my fucking
1: God, I got this audition. And she was like,
0: you're welcome. Oh, and you're like, can you fucking tell me? (laughs) That's lovely, though. Yeah, it's just nice to know when someone's in your corner and that they it believe is, in you. It is, it is, it uh, is. What do you think you get typecast as in auditions? So without sounding
1: like an asshole, <laughs> it's really full of myself, I'm quite, I'm going to categorise this one as well, mm. theatre slash film and TV. I'm really pleased with how I get typecast in ah, theatre typically. Great. I typically get cast and I typically audition for... Like strong, intelligent women, fuck yeah. Often who are quite powerful, yeah. You know, Fairy Queen. <laughs> Even yeah. if she's a fairy,
0: she's the queen. You are. Um, um, wow, well, I've just blanked on her name. Um, you are Titania. Like, oh you, yes, I was. Yeah, yes, in and fact, I, I you was. have played yes. that. Yes, in fact, in fact, I was. Yes, <laughs> yes I was. yeah, um,
1: yeah. I'm, and I, a lot of it, a lot of it is obviously Shakespeare-related. Typically, I think. Yeah, that's not obviously 100% of the roles that I have played, but I think the most common thing that I get seen and cast for is
0: strong, empowered, intelligent women. We love that. And that great. yeah, and like correct. I'm giving you a big yeah. chick right now. That fits. Do you think do you often get and and um and yeah, I feel like there's some kind of big like categories. Yeah, like um intelligent or like Less intelligent or like upper class, lower mm-hmm, class. There's mm-hmm. some kind of big, broad brushstrokes mm. categories that we often get seen as. Do you think you're seen as more like a warm or a cold character?
1: I actually think I'm mostly seen as people who can inhabit both.
0: I would agree with that. Yeah, because mm. I, I was thinking about this about you as well, and mm. and that something me and James will talk about this sometimes because, you know, we're both actors. So many of our friends are actors. We'll sometimes be like, do you like, like I get cast as warm characters. James Mm. often, James can inhabit both like you, but often can do cold. Mm. And some of my best, best humans I know get cast as purely cold characters. Mm. I can see you as both. And what a great skill.
1: It's lovely. And I think it's really wonderful to explore. um, And I, and I say, Characters who inhabit both, I think a lot of the time I get, like, a bit of a redemption arc or I get, like, a bit of a starts in kind of high status and then has their power undermined or, like, whatever it is, mm. you know, like with Titania, then she's fierce and powerful and then she And then she fucks a donkey. she fucks a donkey. <laughs> she fucks a donkey. <laughs> um, or with Beatrice, she starts, you know, very yeah. much, like, in control and, um, you know, like... Quite, quite cold, she said. She actually refers to herself as cold-blooded. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch her absolutely dissolve into falling in love. And then she kind of re- she steps back into her power to protect Hero and then the end is really – she's kind of finally taken for who she is. Um, yeah, I think that's probably – and I think if there is – like I said, it's not a hundred percent of the characters, but like, if there is one thing that I can see in pretty much every character I have played, even if it's like, I've been a swing. I think I often play roles, tracks or characters that have changes in them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Between a
1: lot of different kind of facets. Yeah. Great. One of my favorite reviews that I have ever received was for puffs where I played like eight different characters of varying accents and ages and everything. And they referred to me as a theatrical Swiss army knife. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> fucking oh, absolutely, my I'll take that. Oh,
0: put that on your website, which does not exist because I tried to google ah. your, your bio today. Make a website. Not yet. But also I know because they i just
1: never done it. I think I bought the URL once upon a time and then was like, <laughs> wait, I actually have to do something. that, like, A landing page. I
0: love that. Mm. It's, yeah, that's great. And um, tell our viewers, your main character in Puffs was Hannah. Hannah, is that right? Is, yeah. yeah. So she was she was the fourteen year old student in Puffs. Did I say viewers? I meant listeners. But continue. Listeners.
1: Um, she was yeah. She was my what we, what we would have referred to as our base characters. Mm. So everyone appeared as a fourteen year old student of that house, Puffs. And then some people were just their student. A lot of people were student plus alternative characters. And I was the major villain, who was kind of like mean, mean mummy.
0: This is—I actually saw this production at the Alex oh, years dear. before I knew you, and it's coming ago. back to me as you're saying oh, God, this. I
1: loved it.
0: I would it do that great. production
1: again at the drop of a hat. Oh, man. It was also so because good. It's a parody,
0: so zero proceeds go to
1: JK. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the villain was fabulous, and then I played a bunch of the teachers as well. I played. Oh God, one, two, three, four, f- at least five teachers. Oh, holy shit. Um, oh, and the headmaster, the first headmaster. So it kind <sighs> of like, it parodied the films as well. So I was the first headmaster. Oh. And then um, another actor played the second headmaster and it was commented on that it was just like never commented on in the oh. films. It was fantastic.
0: I love that. you That was such a good production. Oh, it was really it. Great. And I'm still
1: dear friends with a lot of those actors. I don't think... I don't think like there's anyone who I wouldn't still be in contact with. The friend who I taped with yesterday, oh. my dear friend is, we, we met through that. Like I've got, it's just, it's one of those
0: very special productions that just was, yeah, it was heaven and everyone in it was heaven. And Man, that's the best when um, you like take a friend out from a production or oh, a, a film or whatever and yeah. you, you keep them.
1: I'm like thinking of going to business with some of them. Do you know what oh. I mean? Like there are people that you just go, yeah, I'll keep you.
0: Yes. I'll have her. Yeah. that's James and I, we're such fucking losers. We just comment like random Shakespeare lines around the house and that's one of my favourites. Yeah, Richard that's a third, really dorky loser know.
1: thing to do. Who would, who would do that around their house with their significant other? That sounds really lame and boring and not at all fun. What are some of your key... <laughs> uh, Dom's been coming out with so much of the dream Of recently. course he has because he's doing even, it every night. I can't even think of any... We on the, on the James, James is any. also
0: coming home with a lot of midsummer at the moment. Yeah. He's doing a lot of alack alack alack, which alack, is a alack, it's alack. just a bottom line. Yeah, um, one of my favourites, which me and Job, me and Dom were laughing about the other night, is actually a Medea quote because wow. Dom and I, two are Medea together, is um tell me the full story. Which is a lot, Jesus. It's just so relevant to everyday life. Like James will come home and he'll start something, and i will be like, "Tell me the full story." And and I'm chuckling because I know what I'm referring to. And he's like, "Okay, you fucking weirdo." Mm. But um, I also I love, "I'll have her," which is Richard the Third quote. I'll have her. I'll have her. Yeah. Good one, but I won't keep her long anyway. Okay, now on the flip side to that, the question I asked probably 15 fucking minutes ago. <laughs> on the flip side, what time cast or like what kind of role would you like to be seen more as? Um, I would love to be seen
1: just generally for more television and film mm. that's not commercials. Great. And within that, I would love to be seen. I think I get seen rarely for comedy,
0: mm. probably
1: because I'm deeply
0: unfunny. No, shh, <laughs> <laughs> hush, those sweet lips hush of yours. Lips. <laughs> Say not a word. Say not a word. Um,
1: more comic roles would yeah, be fun yeah. to play with. But also, I feel like, um, I feel like I've got slightly cracked detective written all over me <laughs> yeah you know, like I'd like yes. to, I'd like to get into some kind of like yes tv or filmic realism like put me on the bill <laughs>
0: <laughs> bring back the Maybe bill I want
1: to play like a cop or a detective yeah. or that yeah, kind right. of that kind of um because I think that's still you know relative to strong woman in power etc but yes. like with more of a like a less esoteric
0: role in society. I'm seeing you as sense? like Olivia Coleman in Broadchurch. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Or David Tennant. Hey, oh, you can do both. She, yeah. David. Tennant. She can do both. Ladies and gentlemen, uh,
1: Gary Oldman in slow horses. Oh, I haven't it seen me, it, it, but I, I know of often- oh, <laughs> oh, it. Oh, Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. Okay, great. God. He's so, my mother said we were watching it together and she said of Gary Oldman, God, he's so good. You can practically
0: smell him. <laughs> Not wrong. Jennifer, Suzanne, Cochran, go <gasps> first. Man, that's like theater of cruelty, but through the mm. television. I mm. love it. Mm. It's great. Heaven. Where do you think you could improve when it comes to auditioning or acting in general, if anywhere?
1: So I think you touched on this before, especially with um, tapes. I think I really fall into the trap of giving them what they want mm. and not showing a lot of me. Mm-hmm.
0: It's Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Please continue. Well, I
1: think one of the the best things, one of the things that I'm quite good at on the flip side of that is Mm -hmm. doing what I'm told. I'm quite good at taking direction. I'm quite good at reading and sticking to a brief. Like I said before, I'm like, identify the extraneous variables, control them. (laughs) Um, Treat every audition like a scientific experiment, (laughs) baby. Um, Which on the flip side means that sometimes I kind of get creative paralysis
0: mm. and I will just
1: do what I'm told
0: mm-hmm. mm. and think of
1: a thousand different things that I probably could have done after the fact. Yeah. But I get very hung up on give them what they've asked for. Yes. Which is also where one of the things I do love about tapes, which I don't do for every given tape. I'll do it for the you know, the big ones or the special ones. Go and get some coaching or go and work with a friend. Dom and I often work together, but if our schedules don't align, or sometimes it's just good to have someone who isn't your partner because they will hopefully unequivocally be your cheerleader. Mm. So will your coach, but they'll be a bit more objective and go, "Okay, this is actually where we can go," or "Here's an idea." Um, so yeah, I think I think I can get really
0: stuck in a box yeah of my own creation (laughs) it's really hard though right because we're intelligent and i'm talking about all actors we're intelligent readers so you read it on audition sides and immediately you go okay yeah i can see how they want this to be 100 percent. and then it's the challenge is then to try and forget about it like Mm. forget about how you think they want it to be and Mm. just present yourself give your version of it yeah but it's really hard once you've You've kind of got an idea in your head to to drop that, mm. for sure. Yeah, I think that's or really to even challenging. Even give an alternate. Yeah, and you don't. And um, my my training background. I went to Howard Fine Studio, and um, Howard Fine will talk about pre shaping, which is basically when an actor has predetermined how to deliver a line or mm. whatever. And you mm. kind of often it's not until you watch your audition back. And you're on your iMovie or whatever you used to edit, and you're like, "Wow, I, I really, really made s- some
1: decisions. <laughs>
0: I really, and I and I was not aware that line came out exactly the same every fucking time, every and exactly that's time. why. And I hate doing it, but we do try to. James and I actually go and put up on the computer, not even on the camera screen out a couple of takes and watch it and then be like, okay, well, I'm really pre-shaped here. Let's go back and try and throw it away. try and watch a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Which you hate doing, but it is helpful because you just have to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, um, malleability is a whole skill set. Yeah. Um, and I think that can kind of be taught, but it's a muscle, right? You've got to kind Mm. of, you've got to kind of implement it. Like it, it is not crazy, (laughs) To take any piece of text and go, well, I'll do it as a cat now. Yeah. I'll do it as a Disney villain now. Yeah. Dom and I will often, aside from another pro tip, if it's really just not fucking working, go and have a shot of whiskey. (laughs) Or like, if you're not a drinker, do 10 star jumps. Just do anything to run around the block a couple of times. Change your breath pattern. Like just do something, anything to give your body uh, an injection of something, anything different. Yeah, Is do a comic run, do a devastating, like give, give me different genres. Like, okay, now it's a thriller. Now it's a drama. Now it's a soapy. Now it's a this, now it's a that. I think is so helpful to kind of get you out of those. What did you say? Pre-shaping patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, I can see, I can see my choices every fucking step of the way. Man. And I, that's something I'll often, if I'm trying to do a tape and I might, do a few and then be like, okay, this one I'm just going to just try and be fucking like whatever, man. And then yeah. inevitably we'll watch her and be like, oh, it's still exactly the same.
1: <laughs> or what I did the first time was actually it.
0: Yeah. And then you are just trying to do something different for the sake of something different. One
1: of my coaches says by the time you get in front of the camera, just try and have it be a one take wonder. Mm. Try and do so much of your prep off screen that by the time you step in front of the camera, one or two and she's done. Love that. I really love that too, because I think yeah. you get the freshness and the instinct. Yes. Speaking yeah. of which my
0: instinct right now is to go and wait again. Oh my gosh. Pause. <laughs> pause break. Okay. Do it again bit better. Okay, we're back. Annabelle so fucking rudely went to her own bathroom. And is now eating popcorn and sipping a, uh, I was going to say shampari spritz, a campari spritz. <laughs> um, when you finished drinking, darling, how do you celebrate after an acting win? Oh, I'm bad at this.
1: Um, I could, an area for improvement is celebrating.
0: One of my coaches is particularly good at encouraging this. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Emily Joy? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Emily Joy. We Shout love you. Shout out to MJ. She
1: the last session I did with her was for probably the biggest audition I've ever had. Oh. Not the biggest audition, the biggest project I've ever auditioned for. And she was like, okay, so how are you going to celebrate your audition for an Emmy award winning TV show? Ooh. And I was like, fuck, yeah. I haven't thought, is it a sweet treat? Is it a massage? And then I just completely didn't do anything for it. <laughs> I thought about it. I considered my options and did none of them.
0: No. it's
1: Yeah, I feel like I get quite caught up in being like, well, that's just another day as a jobbing actor. That's part of my job. That's part of my working from wherever today. It was just on my list because partly it's kind of like, well, don't give it any more weight than any other thing on your list. Your spin class, the letter to the body corporate, Whatever, you know, whatever it is, it's just a task on your day of being a person. <laughs> task on your list for the day of being. But then I think those moments where I get caught up in, oh, what actually have I achieved? When I when I mm. lose sight of why I'm, why I'm in the biz, I've come to this conclusion recently. Whenever I'm in a moment of turmoil, it's always because I have lost sight of why I do what I do mm. and have lost sight of the love of it because late-stage capitalism will do that to a person.
0: (laughs)
2: Um,
1: Celebrating the wins is really, really important.
0: Yeah. I feel like this is incongruent with your personality. You need to celebrate Mm. the wins more. I do. I see you going out for dinners. Mm. I see you buying yourself flowers, buying yourself Mm. more cheese. Um,
1: Because those are all just, those are all typically just because things like Dom and I do those because it's nice to do. But now I'm seeing like we
0: could include... A bit more intention behind them as well. And that's probably also, all of those things were buying things. It's not that you need to spend money off to celebrate not just as buying well, things, but... spending
1: time with people you love. Yeah. I think a bit of a bit of a treat is really fabulous. Just I, honestly, I think one of the best things I can do, this is one thing that I do do, is give myself a break. Yes. Oh, that's good. I go feed up, teleon on. Love. I that. fill my insulated adult sippy cup with <laughs> half soda water, half pineapple juice, ice and lime. <laughs> which is not a Stanley Cup, FYI. Not at all. <laughs> and I watch Yellow Jackets until my fucking eyes turn oh square. Oh my Or gosh. something like that. Like uh, I, yes. I just give myself permission to kind of rot or consume or <gasps> yes. whatever it is, which is really, I love that. But you know. I love that. And I think because you've got to have different. You've got to have like a spectrum of what can, what celebration can I afford? Is it <laughs> yes. a massage or is it like the
0: $10 bunch of carnations yes, down at the
1: grocer or, you know, is it dinner out or is it just Uber Eats
0: tonight? And as you, that's a great point. And they're all equally valid and mm, relevant mm. and they don't have to be the same. As you yeah, mm. a massage every time you fucking have an audition is probably not very sustainable. I'd never be
1: up off the table.
0: don't <laughs> <know>, I? <I'm kidding. laughs> kidding
1: I wish but some some weeks you do have like a lot and yeah which ones like you celebrate every single one I suppose you should but you've got to have a gradient for like yes you know is it is it the Emmy award-winning tv show or is it the umpteenth three thousand yeah. dollar um pff, audition to advertise I don't know reflex no, yeah. printing paper do you You're know what i mean like so which is the- true
0: though and i think you know um the the normies the people that do the 9 to 5 office jobs will say the that muggles. we're ridiculous the muggles will say that we're fucking ridiculous yeah. because what is our life and i think yeah if we went out after every fucking audition and treated ourselves with fucking everything and anything. That's a bit like, okay, we're also an adult and this is our job as you say. Yeah. And I think that is something great about being like, no, this is just part of my day. But Mm. I think it is also so good to be like, or to remind yourself that very few people got this audition. You are one of those few. Mm. Well fucking done. Well
1: fucking done. And I think it's a fine line. To tread, and I'm I'm still not sure, kind of where I fall on this. Is do I treat this like it's any other job, or do I accept the fact that realistically it's not like every other job? Yeah. Um, Very true. I feel like, you know, if you treat an audition, for example, like a job interview, I think that's a fairly good kind of um, equation that's a fairly good
0: comparison Comparison. thank Mm. you very much
1: Um, is the average person with a job outside of the arts or even just outside acting maybe aside from like singers and musicians I think it's mostly actors even nobody has a job interview hopefully three times a week (laughs) yeah some of my friends right some of my friends do a job interview only every time they want to change jobs which is every few years yeah which you know on one hand means that they're far more nerve-wracking because you do it so rarely and the stakes are much higher but also like when you go in for a job interview you are on the line your financial security is on the line your skill set and whether or not you have the correct attributes for that job and therefore your sense of personal value is on the line. Mm. So if that is the comparison, then our financial stability, our skill set and our sense of value as a person is on the line every time we do an audition. Mm. And I think that's one of the reasons that they are hard and Mm. nerve-wracking, also you know, we're storytellers. We love what we do. Every audition is just another opportunity to act. So they're also a lot more fucking fun than job auditions, than job job interviews. Mm. But I think there's all of those elements in there. Do you know what I mean? So I think you do kind of need a little treat for putting your, like my sense of value is so inextricably linked with what I do professionally. Yeah, And I'm putting my value on the line every time. I have an audition and I'm grateful for the audition and I actually quite enjoy doing them most of the time, Mm. but I think you still kind of need to go, okay, I've had a little, mm, often like a little moment of doubt or a little moment of like, oh, hope, or like a little moment of something really big could happen or I could have a disappointment here.
0: Yeah. Very true. Every time. Yeah. Very true. So even if the treat's just, you know, your Kit Kat chunky gooey caramel. Yes. Off you pop. Even if it's a 20-minute walk around the block.
1: A 20-minute walk around the block. Because the you know trend. what I, What else my friends with the nine-to-fives do is if they've had a shit day at work, a hard day at the office, they'll come home and have a little treat. Yeah. Might be Kit Kat Chunky Good Caramel. Yeah. <laughs> Might be a seventh glass of Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a lovely walk around the block. Might, you know, a, a massage on a Saturday, whatever it is. You know, like I think we still can look at it in that in that way.
0: So maybe an audition
1: is not a job interview, but it might be a hard day at the
0: office. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends on the audition as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. I'm fucking sure. And what do you do for self-care when you're not feeling your best?
1: Kit Kat Chunky
0: No, I don't actually. That's Dom's favourite Trudy Wiki. So if he's having a bad
1: day, I come home with either a Kit Kat Chunky Gooey Caramel or a Pano Chocolat or a non-lactose-based weird fancy craft beer or sometimes and on lactose yeah, no, he will he'll do um oat based um if there is a creamy element a, oh, but no okay. there are often lactoses in beers and he's right i don't know to, i hate to, i can't stand that. beer so i'm not a beer person it's either all, it's all. but i'm learning how to buy beer for dom wow um so those That's are his love. little treaty weegis <clears throat> self-care for him also he would love a face mask or a little walk oh Um, or, you know, a nice horror sesh or, um, fried chicken. That's
0: easy. Oh yes. Yes. Uh,
1: for me, my self care, I'm very into feeling the feelings. Mm, mm -hmm. I have been known to, (laughs) um, punch things, not people. Cushions, that bolster over there, my yoga bolster. Oh, yes. Gets a pummeling now and then. It's
0: chunky. It's really
1: very nice to mm. do that. A lovely big old cry. Mm-hmm. Very good. Great. I'm into lots of bathing, whether it's a bath or get oh, in the ocean yes. or a river yes. or even just a shower. Get it off you.
0: Um... Massages are probably my number one with a bullet. Oh, Fucking heaven. love massages. Come Do you like a really like s- like? I'm when I get a massage, I'm like fuck me up, bitch. I want fuck you me to, up. I want, like, I want bruises. I want bruises. I want to be like containing a scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Somewhere yeah. between, but I need my, I need a little moment of reprieve. <laughs> Somewhere between deep tissue and tell me I'm a girl. <laughs>
0: around oh I don't want to say where you live but around this area I do yeah
1: I've got one that I go to specifically very
0: nice show me later uh will do
1: um and I narrated an audiobook recently that um was a non-fiction it was actually a parenting book but it was about um our relationship with food and our bodies
0: yes I auditioned for the same one Mm. love that you booked
1: it Mm. um it was really fascinating to read i learned a lot it was very frustrating to read as well because i was like as a society we've got so much shit wrong but one of the things that the author did really beautifully was reframe emotional eating Mm. um so i think a lot of us associate that phrase with like you know shoveling chocolate into our mouth in the dead of night and hoping nobody sees um She equates emotional eating with like getting together with friends and sharing a pizza or just a lovely lunch. Like, or it's a really actually fabulous tactic if you're feeling incredibly stressed out or, you know, at the brink of a meltdown. But you don't have time to go and do all the other shit that we're supposed to do, like journal, like talk to your therapist, like go for a walk, like have a cry. Because you're about to go into a meeting or an audition or something like that. You know what's really helpful? Have a chocolate bar. Mm. Emotionally eat. And that will, like, give you that little hit that you need to kind of get you through until you can have a cry or a journal or whatever. Mm. Obviously, there's other stuff that kind of comes into it. It's not quite that simple. But, like, I'm a big sweet treat or yummy food reward person.
0: Are you a chocolate or a lolly gal? Chocolate. Mm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a savoury or a sweet gal? Both, often mm. at the same time.
1: <laughs> oh, I okay. want my sweets to have a little salt. I want my savouries to have a little sweet aspect. Mm. It depends. It's mood by mood and often <laughs> hugely dependent at the point of my cycles that I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes emotional eating for me is like, you know, shit loads of milky chocolate or a really big dirty slutty burger from Leonard's House of Love. Yes. But sometimes it's also like... Half pineapple juice, half soda water. <laughs> Lots of ice and lime. Uh, or, you know, uh, last night I had several large bowls of coconut yogurt with mm. raspberries and tahini. Mm.
0: Yeah, nice. You know? It's a bit of everything.
1: What day of the week is it? Yeah. Do I want salad? It's my emotional eating <laughs> for that moment. Really good cucumber. <laughs> yeah, <nice. laughs> yes. Those biscuits you brought for New Year. Those, um,
0: the roasted beetroot ones. <gasps> People love them. Oh People love them. So I love good. them, but they're—I don't think they're format friendly. I keep buying oh. them, but I don't think they are. Well, they're GF friendly. They suit me. Oh, I'm so glad. I, I did. I yeah. I think I, I. um
1: You were very conscious of bringing gluten-free. I was things into the house, and I really I appreciated was. it. And I actually stayed gluten-free that whole night. Oh, I I'm thought so that glad. I would cave and have some bread or Something whatever. But there were just so many options for oh, me. So you know good. what, listener? I dipped into the fondue repeatedly. Oh. Tiny little boiled baby potatoes.
0: <laughs> Can highly recommend. Oh, it's uh, Controversial. James would probably say this is my fatal flaw, which we will get to later. Um, but I don't really like potatoes. Unless they're like chips. Hot so, chips or crisps? Um, both. Mm. But every other form of potato, except for a roast. Everything else, roast
1: potato. No,
0: so I don't can like. take or leave a mash. No, hate a boiled potato. Hate. Oh, it's not take or leave. It's hate. Um, oh, look, mash. I'm a bit more like nah. all that butter. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, if it was on, I'd okay. rather I'd potato rather salad. It. No, dauphinois, Deux-no. no. scalloped. Oh, okay. Yes, yes to that. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Ooh, sorry um, if you heard
1: that. I oh. just scraped my hand across the microphone.
0: <laughs> i fucking day. Oh. That's a Sennheiser. Does it sound like... Oh, <laughs> okay. is it? It is. Oh, they're the best. It's an MK fucking something. Absolutely. It's a... So
1: my a earphones, headphones are always Sennheiser because my dad is the person
0: who buys them for me and he oh. refuses to buy anything else. Oh. And you know what? He's right. Tudes, you're on the ball. Good on you, Tudes. I love it. Okay. Um... What's who's a director that you would love to audition for? Look, I
1: would have loved to, <laughs> to have that conversation with Kip Williams uh, but I'm not the same height as Sarah. Uh, no,
0: Sarah, please Sarah please me I
1: mean it might not be height. it might be something else. Maybe I've got much more enormous bosoms or much smaller bosoms who knows <laughs> It could be bosoms, it could be height, it could be anything. Um, could be skull shape could be skull shape. <laughs> Could be, it's cut skull size. Um, I think theatrically in Australia, I've, I've gone for Australian directors. Yeah, um, love that. I've, I've written a little note, mostly. Um, Kip Williams, I think is doing some amazing, really cool mm. shit. I think he's really helping to, not just as a writer, but not just as a director, but you know, he's writing and producing stuff. Um, helping to reinvigorate theatre, mm. I think, and taking it to a really cool place and putting Australian stage kind of on the world stage a little bit more as well. And I'm very excited and encouraged and invigorated by that. And I would just love to meet the guy. Preferably audition for him. <laughs> love that. Um, so too, theatrically, Virginia Gay.
0: <laughs> Yesterday, today, tomorrow, for the rest oh of my, my life. Oh my gosh. Did you... I want to be
1: in and around that woman. <laughs>
0: Queen, queen, absolute Wait, queen. Did um, you I'd s- love to work with her or for her in any capacity. Oh, yes. Did mm. you see her on Thank God You're Here? Oh, my God, for the call the midwife thing? Mummy, pick me up! <laughs> pick me up, Jenny! She bloody, queen of the season. She what? won the season. She's so, she just took it and ran away with it. Gosh, I've gosh. worked with her once.
1: We did a development oh. for a new musical together and she was just it was everything. It was Treasure Island, wasn't it? It was a it was a queer musical adaptation of Treasure Island. Oh, That's right, and she was playing that. Silver.
0: Oh my okay, my friend and I were trying to remember the name of the pirate in Treasure Island the other day. Long John Silver. Long John Silver, okay. Long Ginny Silver. Oh, oh. I love that. Well, I hope that it goes somewhere and that you I and think
1: there's I think Ginny they're still pottering away on it, but I'm gosh. no longer I'm no longer involved. It will go oh. Hopefully to the Hayes Trigger's team,
0: oh. um,
1: but uh, you know I saw Cyrano, and I wish I had seen the Boom Cak Panto that Virginia directed, wrote, started. Maybe she wasn't in it. Can't remember up in Sydney, but I just think she's an absolute force, and she's a she's like we were saying right at the start, a real person, Yes. a real oh, that's nice, heavenly, beautiful, highly intelligent amazingly talented wonderful person mm. did you watch um savage
0: river where she I played i haven't the watched it yet oh. i've been
1: saving it up for a moment where i can sit and binge because aisha as well who was katherine parkinson's body double oh yeah was in that.
0: oh who was she
1: she was the pregnant of course she woman, was i knew that um, resident of the township yeah, yes. i've been saving it up for when i can just sit and binge love that
0: yeah great can't wait uh what is a show or a film or a role that you would love to audition for i had to
1: categorize again okay again, great again for this great. i think so i am lucky enough to now be playing for the second time one of my bucket list roles beatrice from much to do about nothing ah, fuck yeah so i said earlier when i was um auditioning for drama schools and i went away overseas and auditioned for a thousand in London and got absolutely nowhere I was halfway through an arts degree at Melbourne uni and hating every second of it because I just wanted to run away to drama school and I just wanted to be an actor and I was doing other you know I was doing community independent shows and spending all my time on those and therefore failing at uni and it's just really what I wanted to do and I was sort of trying to apply for these schools overseas surreptitiously I hadn't told anyone not my closest friends not my parents not anyone that I wanted to leave fucking arts at melbourne uni and go right. run away and join the circus as i kind of thought of it <laughs> and i finally said to my mum, she was like darling what's wrong like i was in tears one day and i was like i'm trying to audition for RADA, but i can't figure out the online form uh. and she was like oh god right Closed the computer and she bundled me in the into the car she drove me down To the Palace Dendy Cinemas on Bay Street and (laughs) sat me in that fucking chair. And we watched a National Theatre live screening of Much Ado About Nothing at the Globe Theatre in London. And it was Eve Best as Beatrice. And was it Edward Bennett as Benedict, I believe? And I remember watching it and just going, okay, all right, shut up, get on with it. Mum was like, tell me if it's a question of the form, mummy, help, I'll help you. What do you need? good at this. It's exactly how she sounds, Jennifer. Oh. I won't hear a word against it. Um, and so that show sort of from then had like a particular space in my heart. Mm. And then I finally, finally at the tender age of fucking 26 or something, played Beatrice with Melbourne Shakespeare Company in 2017. And I'm playing her again now. And it's a real joy to be able to step back into those shoes. I Amazing. love her. I think she's a very fine character. Yeah. Um, and I resonate with her quite well, I would love mm-hmm. to play her on the stage of the Globe. Oh, yeah. Specifically. Or like for the RSC or something like that. That yes. would just be, I think that's probably career goal number one with a bullet is Globe or RSC. So Beatrice. Shakespeare related, certainly. So yeah. that would be that. I, I'm looking forward to stepping into my Lady M era. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Lord M himself. I'd actually love to
0: play oh, Macbeth my gosh. Yeah. one day. But, you yeah. know, I
1: think that's probably later yeah um in terms of film i it's not so much a specific role but like if they made Lord of the Rings again, I'd oh. want to play oh. Eowyn. I'd want to be Miranda Otto. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to be in a period or fantasy action yes. film in a war scene. I want a sword. I want a horse. Oh, I want a man. slow motion battle cry. You want a fucking I, I, want to, your I, want, off. I want to probably. I want to rip. I want to die probably. Like, oh, yes. oh, give me like you know that moment and she's got Mary. Yeah. Yep. Yep. On the horse with her. She's fucking riding hard. And half of those riders, if you didn't know this piece of trivia, were women. <laughs> half of the riders in that scene, um, mid L-O-T-R, are women. Because all of them all of the men in New Zealand were engaged uh, already as orcs and stuff. Aunts, and so guy. they just like put helmets on women and chucked them on horses. And we're like, Oh, oh your my
0: gosh. I love it. And
1: that moment where you see, it's just her. She's got quite an idiosyncratic um, mouth and teeth. Miranda Otto, I think I can And it. you've got this, she's got this amazing battle cry happening and she's fucking shitting bricks. And so is Marion. It's just one of those moments where I think, you know, it's like, Oh, makes my nipples hard. <laughs> <laughs> like pieces of chalk. <laughs> You know, I want a, I want a character or a...
0: Oh, man, great that's, that's answer. That's like pipe
1: dream kind of shit. Like, yeah, great
0: answer. Um,
1: I talked about this with Dom, actually. I would, oh, God, I would love to finally... Um, <laughs> Thea, if you're listening, <laughs> book my Neighbours Guernsey. I've had about 10 auditions for Neighbours, and that's just... It's kind of like... I actually said this to her in one of my most... In my last time, I was in the room with her when neighbours came back from the dead—the ultimate soapy trope surprise. <laughs> um, it's kind of—it feels a bit like a rites of passage in the Australian art scene. It
0: does. Um,
1: yeah. And yeah, I—I'm obviously thrilled every time <laughs> that appointment shows up in my inbox. I'd love to—I'd love to book that Guernsey in kind of like whatever capacity it is, just because it's—it's it's such a—it's. Uh, such a huge part of our industry it's stalwart it's a machine it's one of the best examples you know it was world first in terms of working through COVID it is apparently in terms of the pacing just like nothing is a better crash course in working on film and TV than the neighbors is and it yeah it feels kind of like it's it's so ours Mm. I would love to do that before I die I'd love to have even just a walk-on the right? neighbors yeah.
0: I do think that we're maybe in an awkward age bracket for neighbors yeah, yeah, at the yeah. moment I'm seeing oh, kind of sure. my slightly older friends and mm. of course there's mm. you know uh 20 somethings always uh yeah. be on around the oh, yeah. street so yeah I think maybe that's ahead of us but I mm. I so know what you that's mean fair. I throughout my 20s so many neighbours auditions. Never yeah. booked one again. Never. Oh, Actually, look at us. I did look at us. I did book one, but it wasn't oh. a role I even auditioned for. I went in for a different one and then it was like oh, we that just have to be that yeah. But um this makes me sound so much more booked and blessed than I am. You're I was blessed, doing baby. I was doing Dr. Blake at the exact same time oh. that they wanted me, so I couldn't do it. Um, oui, oui. Yeah, and I've never. One never day, been, that's all right. What yeah, were you doing on Doctor Black, babes? I was. <laughs> this is actually cute. I was in the very last episode ever, <gasps> the series finale. The finale. I was a guest star. I was. <gasps> um, I was uh, not the victim. I didn't die. I oh, good on you. Um, my survived. my boyfriend, my fiance in the show, was killed, and he was actually <gasps> one of the police officers that worked at the station with
2: oh. Blakey
0: and all the the boys. And so it was like, oh, is she? Did she do it? What's going on? And um, he they're heard amazing, it <laughs> he had a It's so funny, actually. The guy that who was my fiance in the show who who died, um, gorgeous man called Tim. He and I went on had gone on a date <gasps> years earlier, no. and then it was so kismet that we played. Uh, married uh, fiance on Doctor Blake. Tim, Tim oh, Tim, tell me the surname later. Tim, yeah. No, unless a, you want to drop it, I'll just bleep it out. Oh, I mean, uh, shout out, shout out, Tim Quabba Oh, I
1: don't know, Tim, Quabba. gorgeous
0: guy, um, gorgeous um, Tim. I'm not sure if he's still acting actually, but yeah, Tim, he's still so acting. <laughs> Respond, please. You and Sarah Snook and, um, <laughs> and Thea McLeod and Thea, all of you, please. And Virginia um, Gay, <laughs> Ginny, please, we love you. Ginny, please, Come. mummy. <laughs> Yeah, so I was in the very last episode ever before it became more like telemovies movies, and they went more with um, mm. just with Nadine as the star. And yes, stuff. yes, 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 yes. Um, Bless you. Yeah. So, and I um, I was with the wonderful Tom Budge, was also a uh, guest star in my episode, and he was my ex, and he was uh, trying to like. Get back with me and stuff. What oh of the he final
1: was... Blakey Yesties. Look at
0: you. Look at me. Closing I am um, I loved all the costumes, all those fifties, like, oh, sixties costumes and yeah. Heaven. Loved it. Anyway.
1: Okay. Beautiful. Good for you.
0: Okay. What do you do with yourself when you're not acting?
1: Um, I mean you covered so much of this. I know, we've already talked about this. I mean, so I do I teach yoga which I love to teach. I think one of the ways that I actually love to teach it the most is not even in a studio setting, but it's like when it comes up as just a way to support people in other areas, especially in like Mm. rehearsal processes for stage, it often, it often comes up where I'm like, Oh, I think I can help you with that thing. Or I think I can get you ready for that thing. So I think I'm teaching often, even unofficially. I really love that. I do do a lot of feed up watching Yellow Jackets with uh, just water. I just bin glasses. Now and so just
0: added it to Netflix. Yeah, I just did the same. And my boyfriend's out every night. I know Annabelle and I are in the the um exact same position right Will's now. Their, widows. Uh, Will's widows. <laughs> Will's widows. Because James and Dolma do not. Well, James doesn't get home till after midnight. So I've got.
1: Dom's about just before that.
0: Yeah, at for eleven forty-five, I was in the about car. That. The night. Yeah. Um, so we've just got uh, so much time on our hands. So much time on our hands. And I just did Yellow Jackets, and then I was so annoyed to discover that they didn't have season two on Netflix as well. Some Paramount,
1: which we've got. Oh, we do not. Oh, okay. Well, we can lend. Oh, thank you. i will do that. Um, I love to cook. Mm. Big into cooking. I love it to walk. We love travelling. I love travelling. Dom and I both love travelling.
0: Um, what
1: else do I do when I'm not acting? Clean the
0: fucking house. <laughs> Are you a clean person? Yeah,
1: I'm a stress cleaner as well.
0: Right, right. So
1: my my sense of comfort and stability is
0: directly linked
1: to the state of the carpet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Let me
0: have a little glance over my shoulder. I'm game <laughs> <at you before> oh, <laughs> you came, obviously. <laughs>
1: Actually, yeah, I'm a little bit... Sorry, lean back towards the microphone.
0: How dare you?
1: A lot of... I'm really focused on... I've discovered recently because I keep saying it out loud. I'm focused on um, preparing my body for perimenopause. <laughs> <laughs> I've got about 10 years to do
0: it, baby. So do you. Minimum. No, I minimum. feel like I'm kind of there. What, Prepping. I feel like I'm already pausing me- Perry. Perry. I'm, I'm Perry. I'm Perry, baby. And I'm, Perry. I'm Perry, baby. I sweat like fucking compare me to a menopausal woman. You will find zero differences. Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk about that later. Um, but like
1: in terms of I'm just like it, since I've hit my 30s, nearly 33, I think so much more of my time is dedicated towards my sense of physical well-being which is obviously directly linked with my mental well-being i've had some health ongoing health stuff in terms of endocrine hormonal stuff shout out to all my 30 something women with you know endo and pcos Mm -hmm. and adenomyosis and so kind of figuring out how to get on top of that and i'm a cbd girly a non-psychoactive cbd girly Love Astro Clinic on Chapel Street. Go see him if you've mm. got any ailment ever. Um, but I think a lot of my time is dedicated towards moving my body in many and varied ways. I'm doing strength training. I'm doing yoga. I'm doing Pilates. I'm doing walking. I'm doing spinning. I'm doing resting. I'm doing stretching. I'm doing sleeping. I'm doing thinking about that and nourishing my body with good food. So like we yeah. love going to the market every week. I love preparing food thinking about food, going out to eat food. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm really entering I used to be such a social butterfly and I'm really entering like my kind of cozy, nesty phase. So when yes. I'm not acting, I'm like just thinking about acting. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to let the existential existential dread set in, but I'm one of those really boring people who just likes to move
0: and eat. <laughs> Hey, love both of those Teach, yoga, voice. Uh, Audiobooks,
1: does that come under the acting banner? Oh, you do
0: audiobooks all, and we've barely touched, we've barely scraped the surface. Does that come under the acting banner? I am sitting with the narrator of, okay, I actually always confuse these two books. Is it The the Dictionary of Lost Words, or is it The Bookbinder of Jericho? Jericho? So
1: Dictionary of Lost Words was the first one, did not narrate. I narrated The Bookbinder of Jericho, which I think has been one of the most successful ones that I've voiced yes
0: huge
1: and I adored voicing that book and I get messages from people like I went who I went to primary school with who were like I was listening to this fucking book and I was like that voice is oddly familiar Uh. but post pubescent who is it um yeah it's cool it's um i did a
0: matthew riley oh, late last amazing. year um as i, I said don't... in the intro she is the voice of melbourne
1: i love doing i'm I'm in a bit of a quiet phase at the moment i think maybe you know i had my first flush and potentially authors are now kind of going oh uh, i don't want my book to sound like everybody else's <laughs> book. i'll get somebody up please hire me i'll do the job i promise <laughs> she's great <laughs> um it's really wonderful i think i I did maybe nearly 30 in a year and a half. Holy
0: shit. I mean, wow. All through the same company as well. All through the same studio. Shout out to Belinda.
1: Um, And my wonderful agent who has a beautiful relationship with them. And it was one of those things where like like I said, I've been working for quite a long time and I've auditioned for possibly hundreds, plural, of TV commercials and never booked a single one. And I auditioned for a couple of audiobooks, maybe three or four, and then booked one and then booked another one, and then booked three more, and then mm. booked and booked and booked and booked and booked. Amazing. And I've had some beautiful relationships with authors who are just some of the most salt-of-the-earth people. I got a care package from this oh amazing gosh. author, Jules Van Mill. Hi, darling, if you're out there. <laughs> um, I My first ever audiobook was her debut novel, A Remarkable Woman, which um, follows... A remarkable woman. She's actually a beautifully written protagonist. Oh, I'd love to play her.
0: If Ooh, Netflix ever oh, my gosh! I'd love to. Yes. And she's French. Um, this is the author. Correct me if I'm wrong. Who sent you like a care package with yeah. a beautiful bottle of a perfume? French perfume oh, and books beautiful. and like a
1: lovely little note. And then I did her second one as well, and it was it's yeah just been a beautiful relationship, and she's gorgeous. I'd love to meet her one day. Jules, if you come to Melbourne, let's go have champagne. Uh,
0: or let's go to Jules' uh, French Chateau because Ooh. everyone in
1: France has a chateau, right? Oh,
0: right?
1: <laughs> um, we'll go to a French restaurant at least.
0: Um, so,
1: yeah, it's been – I but I just remember thinking sort of – I don't remember on which book it was, but I was just like sat for a second and was like, I get paid to sit in a small dark room. <laughs> Reading a book aloud, doing silly voices,
0: drinking tea—like
1: oh, who have I tricked? <laughs> what did, I, what deal with the devil did I make to have reading <laughs> as a job? It's right? right? yeah. outrageous, and I get to read some truly amazing, wonderful books that I yeah. love. You know, I've had those moments where I've barely been able to get through the writing because it's so moving that the producer mm. and I are both in tears. And the producers, God, I love, I love audiobook producers. Mm. You guys are so great. They're all so highly articulate, often musicians. So they're fellow creatives who, you know, are just like happen to be very technically savvy and, um, have these
0: these absurd vocabularies? Yes, so intelligent and well read yeah. Ob- for obvious reasons. But because yeah. I just did recently, a few months ago, I should say my first audiobook there as well. Congratulations! Oh, thank you. And I loved at lunch, and I'm so I'm bad. so down for this as well. I loved at lunchtime. They just brought out all these trivias and we just did trivia all lunch. <laughs> the tri- yes, they were so fucking smart. They, it was, it was, it was, I yeah. can I consider myself quite a smarty pants, but smarty they fucking knew. Everything they,
1: they're really it—it it kind of surprised me a little bit because I kind of pride myself on having a fairly decent vocabulary, yeah, yeah. Um, but like there are things where I've been corrected on, yeah. Man. That they've been like, "Sorry, it's actually this," and I've been like, "I think you'll find it," and they're like, mm, <laughs> "Nope, I think you'll find, uh, <laughs> that darling, it's, that it's tousled, not tussled." Oh, and I was like, oh, "Tousled, like, yes,
0: you just, I just blew never my mind. it out loud before. Tasseled. Tasseled. Mm. There was one word I kept saying wrong, and every time she had to stop me and correct me. What? What, what was it? Anyway, it wasn't tassel. I but. listened.
1: I listened to an audiobook recently where God bless you, the narrator. And this sometimes happens when you, because um, we don't often read aloud. Yeah. And when words are spelled, especially in English, so differently to how they are pronounced. And you say the word correctly every time in spoken speech, verbal language, but then written language, you're reading it and saying it aloud and you say it completely differently. So like I used to fall into the trap of instead of saying sword, if I was reading it, I'd say sword (laughs) because it's just what my mind did. And this poor narrator, every time she got it right a few times, which is how I know it was an error. Every time aside from three or four times that she had to say says he says she says she said says
2: oh
0: wow it was
2: really weird to listen
0: to yeah wow nobody says it like that that's so strange isn't it so odd of all the things to say strangely Mm. Mm. says says okay well not to be critical (laughs) but hey Who says, she says, says. I says. What's something about yourself that people might not know about you or that you wish more people knew about you? And this can be anything, (sighs) anything at all. What do I wish people knew? Uh, We've already – we've covered so much. We have covered a
1: lot, haven't we? I think – so this is something I'm discovering more about myself and I think I've figured it out a lot in the COVID times is that anyone who had – met me at least up until then and often and often probably now would say extrovert, hundred percent, one hundred percent extrovert. There she is, that's an extrovert. Um, I took the test. (laughs) And I'm like 49% introvert. Oh. No, sorry, 51% introvert. Oh 49% extrovert. Which is something that I kind of knew I was like, I don't think I'm as extroverted as I come across. I think I I kind of switch into social gear. But I need so much downtime. Mm. I need solitude.
0: Mm-hmm. You recharge through alone time solitude yeah, rather than with and people. And yeah.
1: I can spend days
0: alone mm. and be absolutely
1: fine. <laughs> um, and like, you know, when you've got a, a partner who you live in, like that can sometimes include them being around is still solo downtime. Mm. But I find, especially now that I've relaxed into it a little bit, cause it was just a change of routine with Dom being out at work every night. I am in fucking heaven. I'm like a You're pig in it? shit <laughs> with my evenings to myself. I bought this flat at the end of 2019 alone when I was fairly confident at the ripe old age of 28 uh, <laughs> that I was going to be alone for the rest of my life. And I was like, I'm ready to be yeah. solo <laughs> at every other time other than my choosing. And I, Absolutely adore living with Dom. It's so much fun. It's like having a sleepover with your very sexy best friend
0: <laughs> every night. Can confirm that is true. Can don't confirm.
1: Um, but I need, I really thrive
0: socially, I think, but I am obsessed with solo time. I love that. And mm. when Dom's out every night, like, mm. what do you do? Are you like in front of the couch, binge watching? Are you reading? What are you doing? Just so when I'm alone at my house in a sense like I can you know, picture you doing things. Just waiting to do another podcast night with you.
1: Um, my secret single behavior. I, I do a lot yes. of I do a lot of like I love um <laughs> self-care spa day on the couch mm. so take lots of time to do like i'll take a lot of time to do my toenails fingernails oh. face mask oh my god yes seven step skincare routine yes um i do watch a lot of telly because i think there are so many times in my life where i've actually been like i don't have time i've been mm. like I'm up early to teach yoga and then I'm narrating an audiobook during the day and then I'm rehearsing a play at night and then I go to bed and do it all again. Mm. And there are times when I'm like, fuck, I haven't actually sat down and stopped and just, like, enjoyed other media or other art for a while. So I think on those nights I really try to kind of catch up. I'll cook myself a very elaborate dinner. Oh. Some nights I just love to get slightly pissed alone, <laughs> like three yes. dirty martinis and a toasted cheese sandwich. Relatable, yes. Why not? <laughs> um reading very much enjoying reading in the evening yeah a lovely long soak in the bath oh man beauty and the beast on the laptop oh the disney animated version disney animated version very good (gasps)
0: neighbors excuse me oh
1: boy be quiet (laughs) um or a nice long phone call with a friend oh no especially my bestie will sometimes just like you know link up and then we finally say goodnight. night i'm like that was two hours
0: oh love that heavenly heaven yeah love that down, love time, all of those proper, down proper indulgent
1: downtime that's unashamedly great. indulgent downtime yeah great i don't do tasks i don't work past sundown man
0: i need to learn a thing or two from you <laughs>
1: i just feel like my brain switches off at a certain point and unless there's something that i really have to get done for tomorrow like i've really got to learn those lines or i've really got to finish prepping that book or whatever
0: it is i take advantage i'm like everybody else is knocked off
1: for the night so the fuck am i oh,
0: man teach me your ways that's such like that's a skill in itself and i i love that for you i save the admin for
1: later the Next day,
0: <laughs> perfect the next day um what advice would you give to your past self this could be acting audition related oh. or just anything
1: Slow down, baby. Mm. Slow down and just be
0: you. Great. Perfect. No notes.
1: (laughs) And if he wanted to, he would.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, as you were speaking, I was thinking in my head, what would mine be as well? And it was along those lines. So Mm. relatable. Mm. Mm.
1: And just, I think, something that probably encapsulates all of that. That, you know, like I probably wouldn't change any of the things I did or the way I kind of handled my youth. And by that I mean, you know, like my late teens, my early 20s my mid-20s. I think, you know, I was fairly adventurous and I got a lot of living done <laughs> and I'm really glad that I did and I wouldn't yeah. change most of it. But I think also um, whatever you're, dear Annabelle, <laughs> whatever you're searching for is not out there. It's much closer to home. Mm. And I even just mean that, like, not in terms of geographical distance or other people. I mean it in terms of, like, just get comfy with
0: sitting with yourself. Mm. Stop
1: creating distance between you and yourself. Mm. That sounds really redundant.
0: No, I get it. I I relate. Yeah, for sure. Just sit with her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. Mm. Finally... Taking it down a little bit. (laughs) This is the final question. Uh, Serious or silly answers encouraged. What is your toxic trait? (laughs)
1: Um, Okay, I have a couple of answers for this. Great. Dom would say, my toxic trait, my partner would say, my toxic trait is hassling him when he's naked in the house. But I think... I'm doing the Lord's work. Naked men must be hassled.
0: Okay, mustn't you, they? they? they must. A naked man, a man naked in the house, yeah, he must you, be hassled. If you walk past the bathroom door and there's a booty there, you gotta, you gotta smack it heart. or
1: yeah. front ways, little jangle. Yeah. Your yeah. genitals are on the
0: outside. That's hilarious. <laughs> And really weird and inconvenient. I can everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wrap my mind around having a penis and how odd that must be. But I think I just
1: constantly g- grabbing grabbing him.
0: And he's like, Stop it. And I'm like, But I've never had a set of testes in the I house know. before. Yes, you just gotta you just gotta Gimmy. experience it. Gimme. Yeah. Gimme, get out of here, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Look at you. What are you doing with that thing you know, just I try, poking I just try, out there? I just try
1: to make him feel good about himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, he's the best. He's a good spot. A good I spot. love it. Is
0: he coming? Okay, because James is. Co- and it is hot. It's summer right now. Let's yeah. remember, James is coming home at like just after midnight every night at the moment, stripping completely naked. I love it. I'm often naked in the house.
1: Yes, and good. and
0: then just like one knew you were about. A naked house. Uh, <laughs> we are a naked house. He'll
1: yeah. uh, strip naked. Yeah.
0: He'll strip naked, he'll like pour it, he'll grab out a beer, he'll just be doing business, he'll be fucking watching a YouTube video about music or fucking whatever. I, I love it. I love a bit of nude. Is that what Dom's doing? Maybe. Coming out coming home and just being like, It's time to get naked. He'll get nudy, he'll but
1: usually it's like shower um sleepy tea read and try and get some fucking (laughs) sleep.
0: I know Dom Dom does worry about his sleep. We're both fairly
1: troubled sleepers. Mm. So the other thing that he worries about is coming in and disturbing me if I'm already asleep, because it's a very small (sighs) house. So there's very few places he can kind of be Mm. where I'm not. (laughs) We'd love a bit more room for that, for that reason. But it's also quite, you know, it's quite nice if I don't have to be up too early, I'll stay awake and wait for him and we debrief and stuff like that. Love that. But like we, yeah, I think, have both been troubled sleepers for as long as we can remember
0: since mm. we were teenagers.
1: And if we don't, I think I probably operate better on not a lot of sleep than he does.
0: Yeah. Men are worse at it. I'm telling you. They I, truly you know, I'm an are. an early,
1: early morning yoga, te- yoga teacher a lot of the time as well. Yeah. Sometimes I
0: just... you have just, just, just like, like you're just looking at the clock. It. You're like, you know what? I'm just not having much sleep tonight and that's fine. Uh, that's all right. That's what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, so... So sometimes How you will she- go to bed because I can't, I have to wait for James to get home before I can even contemplate like attempting to fall asleep. Sometimes you like go to bed. Uh, I
1: find it really hard to fall asleep if he's not there. Yeah. Like I probably won't. Um, So I kind of got into the habit of waiting up for him. But like if I, so like I teach a six o'clock class on a Wednesday morning, I've got to be up at five, Oh 5. 15. Ooh,
0: blah, blah.
1: Disgusting. <laughs> Um, or even just, you know, other, other days, even if I have to be up at six or seven or whatever, I will do my bedtime things and be pretty much ready to go to sleep by the time he gets home. But yeah. if I, if I really have to be out, I'm just taking the drugs, babes. Yeah. Um, nice. Dose me up some strong antihistamines and melatonin. <laughs> <gasps> and I'm very. we're both very like strict about our sleep hygiene. Like screens away, books only, sleepy tea, eye mask. I do my skincare in bed. That's oh, a lovely, lovely. ritual. Lovely. My nighttime skincare, so I'll wash my face. And then I've got a little tray next to my bed with all of my nighttime skincare stuff. So I'll sit there and give myself like a lifelong luxurious oh, off-in-a-face on.
0: I want to live here. This is just the dream.
1: Uh, that is actually one of my number one tips for getting your nighttime skincare in, mm. gang. Whoever does it, do it in bed.
0: Do it in bed. I love do that. It in bed. I, yeah, I try to maintain good sleep hygiene. No, mm. like comp- definitely no computers in the bed. Um, no food, no drinking. James mm. came home last night. Fucking cracked a can of beer sat on the end of the bed and just started a conversation with me but I've started some nights I'll just like (laughs) naked (laughs) naked yeah also naked (laughs) but honey it's too late uh and but I've started like I'll just because you we generally because we've got a cat and she likes to join us in the night on the bed the sweet one and so we'll leave our door open Mm. throughout the night but I've just started I've just taken like I'll just get up and I'll just I'll say I'm unwinding now. And I just shut the door. I'm like, he can stay up there and do his yeah, shit. I'm in one day. i Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a night owl though. So I do, I'm not going to bed early. I Sometimes I wish I was, yeah. but.
1: I'm all over the place. I think my circadian rhythm has never been particularly consistent. Mm. I give Dom warning though. I give him warning if I'm not going to be up and if I wish not to be disturbed. Love that. So I'll say, please, tonight I need to be asleep. Occasionally
0: he forgets. <laughs> And he's like, hello, darling, here's my penis
1: yeah. and my balls. No, no. I mean, give him a quick jangle. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then and give, him give him my, a little I'll, pat on the I'll, tushy as he sleepily
1: tousle your genitals. <laughs> and then off you go to sleep. <laughs> Maybe that's the distinction. Maybe it's tussle the hair. The hair is tousled maybe tussle is the action and one's more and like a descriptive stage. interesting I'll ask my producer next time I'm in the studio
0: I love that Okay, oh. great. um you said you had some other options oh. for this what else have you got
1: I think um so I was talking before about a role that I didn't book that a friend did and how happy I was for them that has to be a conscious thing that I practice one of my most toxic traits that is toxic mostly just to me because I do internalize it because I'm aware that it's feral and I don't (laughs) I don't want to let it out and wreak havoc on anybody else but mostly in the acting biz for a while as a yoga teacher as well I struggled to not see other people's successes as my failures.
0: Sure. Yeah. That their booking is taking away from you. No, not at all. Because... not even
1: It's not even the taking away. It's more just that, like, if you've succeeded and I haven't, I must be a piece of shit.
0: Right. Yeah. Comparison. Thief yeah, of joy. Yeah. Thief of joy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, well, it makes yeah. sense because there is... It's a competitive industry, mm. especially here in Melbourne, because mm. there's simply not enough work for all of us. And there's a lot
1: of... Mees. I yeah. said that earlier. Like I'm I'm part of just, just purely on an aesthetic um basis. I'm one of the majorities.
0: You know. You're one in a million <laughs> <laughs> And you know also,
1: privilege of privilege of being majority. Well and truly see it, hear it, feel it. <laughs> but I think, you know, when there's a limited number of roles on offer and and we're looking to, you know, have a well rounded industry, cast, etc. that like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Just be one of those things. For sure. Yeah. And I know what you mean for sure. It's, um, you'll always, we'll always compare on some level or wonder, mm. yeah, what we could mm. have done better to, to mm. be there or what did they do that we didn't do and yes. any other toxic traits you want to touch on?
1: I think I also touched on this earlier. It's kind of like getting really hung up on stuff really fast. So like I had a really bad reaction to not booking an audition and it was the the deep, dark COVID times and work was really scarce and anything was really scarce and like I said, my sense of personal value is deeply tied to what I do professionally and I think that was one of the hardest things as creatives during COVID was trying to fucking find ways to feel valuable and like I hadn't just tanked my whole life by – Developing this now completely redundant (laughs) skill set. And so any auditions that did come through were like crumbs to the starving. And I had one for a series regular on Home and Away. It was a big one. It was a really big, big, huge, bad audition that my agent worked really. He did a huge pitch for me and I worked really hard on the tape and was really proud of the work that I did and we just never heard shit and before that, I had no idea that it was my dearest wish to be on summer Bay, <laughs> to live my, to move to Sydney. I fucking hate Sydney. Okay. Oh, and me be too. on, and be a regular on home. And before that audition came through, I had no idea that was my life goal. And then all of a sudden it became the purpose of my entire life. So when I didn't book it, I was, oh, Like I was genuinely really very low for a couple of weeks. And of course there are all those extenuating circumstances around that. But like, I think that can still sometimes happen like with the Peter Pan thing, like with a few other bits and pieces and it's really dependent on my state of mind, which is why my focus is so much on like take care of the body, take care of the brain Mm. so that we take the CBD so that we can be in a really strong place to be resilient um now and in the future but yeah i think getting getting hung up on weirdly specific shit that has absolutely nothing to do with why i'm here mm. i said that earlier too i think the reason that when whenever i get into those really dark spaces or go like i'm going to throw in the towel and go corporate it's when i've lost sight of what i want to do mm. which is i just really believe very deeply in the power of story, storytelling yeah and what that does for us as human beings and how much it humanizes us and Doing that in any capacity and sometimes it's narrating an audiobook in a dark room with a cup of tea. And sometimes (laughs) it's doing independent Shakespeare in the park because the fucking kids are gonna see that as their bedtime story after their bath. And you know, sometimes it's like like two hours ago. Yeah. Hundred percent. Sometimes it's (laughs) two hours. Sometimes it's like the really big juicy carrot that's dangling in front of you that's like, oh my god, it could be a really big gig that's gonna be all of those things. It's gonna support me financially, it's gonna nourish me creatively, it's gonna do all those amazing things. And then sometimes it's the tiny little bits and pieces that you're like, oh, I just want it because it's there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't,
0: before I knew it was there, didn't care. Yeah. But and then I, you were imagining yourself in Summer Bay. Oh, you spend the money. Oh, you spend the money. You get you're a on estate.com.au oh. and you go, I'm going to have myself a little bed sitting in Bondi. <laughs> Hello, Koochie. <laughs> Hello, Koochie. Yeah, I
1: think Koochie's the closest one to me. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I think that's, and that's something that, Again, is mostly toxic for me. Mm, Yeah. Because I'm not toxic to other people ever.
0: No, not at all. (laughs) She's has a gun to my
1: head.
0: No, you're A gun to your yeah. head and
1: my hand on Dom's knackers. Ah. One hand, there's a gun, one hand, there's some balls. And I can't What's that song? Yeah,
0: no, you, you're, I think you're a very supportive, uplifting friend, so gosh. can confirm you're not a toxic friend, so.
1: Thank you. My
0: goodness. My gosh, Annabelle Tudor, it's been nearly three hours. <laughs> three? Three. <laughs> fuck um to finish up though um is there anything How are you gonna end this I'm, I'm not i'm just gonna release that just perfect <laughs> <birth> it. It. <laughs> if anyone out there is in love with Annabelle Tudor, here is a three hour interview with her oh my goodness. um but you have a show of much to do about nothing yes, coming up coming anything up? else we you
1: open, open mid feb in central park in malvern it's going to be beautiful it's set in the sort of mid 60s so there's lots of live <sighs> acoustic music from that era. The mums are going to love it in particular. <laughs> the Jennifers, is as the Patricias, they're all going to love it. Um, and I don't know, check me out on Audible. Drive us a yeah. nice review. We actually love the nice reviews. I got the best, can I tell you one thing? Oh my God, go. The best backhanded review that was actually, <laughs> it was actually a negative comment that um, came across as a compliment. So the Matthew Riley novel that I did kind mm. of a, that I mentioned he wanted a transatlantic accent for this character mm-hmm. because they were German but they learned English from an American mother and they moved to America in their early 20s. Right. So that proper kind of like transatlantic American which is not quite English. It's not quite American. Yeah. You roll some of your R's but most of it's very nicely rounded vowels
0: mm. etc. Oh my gosh did you hear
1: that? It was, that, that, was, was so that, nice. that kind of accent and one of these reviews on the audiobook was, I just don't understand why M. Riley insists on hiring US narrators. And I was like, oh, oh, oh thank you. Joke's on you, baby boy. I'm an Australian.
0: That and is that very good. It was delish. That's, um, apparently yeah, Margot yeah, Robbie yeah. in the Barbie Press uh, uh-huh. tour last year was getting a lot of people being like, oh, she's such a poser doing this Australian accent. Oh, oh my, my God. God. like Amazing.
1: Apparently Florence Pugh gets that a lot as well. They're like, why is Florence Pugh doing this really bad English uh-huh. accent because she does so much American <laughs> work. <white. laughs>
0: Man, love that. Well, that is such a good compliment. You are so good at accents. Oh, thanks, babe. Love that. It's nice to inhabit somebody
1: other than myself. (laughs) God, get me out of here. (laughs) Get me out of this
0: mind. All right. On that note, Annabelle Tudor, thank you so much for being my first guest. Treasure, treasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Do Do it again, but better. better. Oh my God. Did you think that was the end? Lol. Surprise. <laughs> Annabelle just reminded me off air that there was meant to be a lightning round included that she has not had these questions beforehand. Oh my God. Imagine a stopwatch going on. It's 10 questions a one word answers. One <gasps> word. Okay. Here we go. In person or self tape? In person. Props or no props? No props. Go to color that you wear for an audition? Green. Preferred background color? Blue. Reader on the left or right of camera? Uh my right or their right? Um your are right. Right. Uh, entering frame or starting in frame? Starting frame. Stating height in feet or centimeters. Feet. Finish these sentences. Auditioning is a privilege. <laughs> what I love most about auditioning is Opportunity. The worst thing you can do right before an audition is doubt yourself, baby. Oh, great answers. <laughs> Thank you for
1: reminding me about that. <laughs> <laughs> and I only like my reader on my right because my good side's my left.
0: Oh. I look like
1: a witch on my right hand side, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with witches. It's just showing my innermost self, but like bad, like hag witch.
0: Oh, no. I don't wait, wait my, my don't nose is right right uneven,
1: so that's that's my like weird nosy Face. Incorrect. and that's okay. kind of like a bit
0: cuter a bit cute butternose you Yeah, cute nose. both sides I don't know what you're talking but about but then the you side that insane. I think is my better side is also the side I get cold sores on it's a oh. catastrophe it's the side I had Bell's
1: palsy on too oh so gosh. that side of my face was completely paralysed
0: facial related mm. things mm. Well, I mean, that's another Full episode
1: yeah. another episode on <laughs> that time my face was partially
0: paralysed holy shit mm. this has been do it again but better <laughs> But better. Better. Thank you for listening to Do It Again But Better, a podcast hosted by Jessica Stanley, born and raised in Nam or Melbourne. This podcast was created, recorded and edited on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.